Hello. 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 Really bad. 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 I get around. It's a bad test. It's a bad audio test. Here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. That sounds good in a, in a yeah in a three four. Here I am. Da-da, ba-da. Wait, that's not the trailer version. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. <laughs> that's the entire. That's that's the that's. That it version. was the worst cut of that trailer I've ever heard. What was uh, it? Will Will had it down. We were, we were doing it. We were just like here I am. <laughs> Rock you like a. <laughs> We only, Hurricane. we only paid for 30 seconds of this song. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, they can't include all the parts about sex in it because it's not about sex. It's only about a hurricane. Ooh, a hurricane sex movie. That'd be good. Oh, the yeah. sex heist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot that's what it was about. <laughs> you forgot that's a heist movie? Yeah. What is that movie called? The Hurricane the heist. heist. Oh, that's... Yeah. This is all uh, gold. I think the sex hurricane is a much better idea. Yeah. yeah. That's a... Great band name. <laughs> you guys want to do Battle of the Bands this year? <laughs> We're the Sex Hurricane. <laughs> Day man. Fighter <laughs> of the Night man. And they're just like, uh, this is a high school Battle of the Bands. <laughs> and then we start. We know. <laughs> I'm like halfway through taking my shirt off. What? <laughs> Will has already attempted to crowd surf and he's yeah. crashed onto the floor. Just writhing in pain. <laughs> All right, are we are we no rating or are we seventeen plus? What are we? Uh, fuck no rating. <laughs> so seventeen plus, sure, I guess. All right, yeah, that'll probably get more viewers. Oh, yeah. wait, these guys still have their shirts on. <laughs> What's going on? Not for wait, long. Do I need to like, like push up? Okay. <laughs> next time, next time. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? Ready? You ready to start, start this broadcast? Let's do it. All right. And then I'm going to move the window so I don't look at the chat. <laughs> you don't want to respond to our loyal fans? No. <laughs> okay. Wardcast episode 125. Go! I'm Dylan Alvento. And I'm joined by Will Blanton. What's up? What's up with you? It's nothing. Cool. And then also Alex Damrath. Hi. The the yeah. plague man. <laughs> the plague man himself. I've brought pestilence upon this house. Oh great. Yeah. Some Moses ass shit in here. <laughs> uh, well, you didn't mark your door with goat blood, so. Yeah. Is it goat blood? What happens? Yeah. Sheep blood. Sheep blood, blood, goat blood, same same animal, some kind of livestock. <laughs> some sort God of... won't notice. <laughs> Why does he got to be so picky? Just take what I can give you, God. I don't own any goats. You know, it's ancient Egypt. You can't just like you can't just pick a goat out of anywhere. 
Jesus Christ, God. <laughs> oh I don't God. even know who that is yet. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I, I really I don't know what that means either, but I really like the ring of it. I love that's a great name. Yeah. Uh we're here. We are. We're here. We're live. Oh yeah. We're back at it, being live again Uh-oh. with Wardcast. I have notes. I have a big giant ass index card. I like this new format of an index card rather than a like a phone or something. Well, I hate like scrolling through my phone and trying to be like, all right, this is all right. We're talking about this now, and then there are links in there, and I gotta hit the hyperlink. And and, this, and you guys have phones, yeah. I, which I need because URLs I forget my. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> HTTP colon forward slash forward slash. Quick, Alex, type this in. I'm like, oh jeez. <laughs> it's a better format. Yeah. Definitely. If you really want to take this show to the next level, you need multiple index cards. Though. Yeah. And shuffle through them. Yeah. Back and forth. Back back, back and front, too. Got it. Yeah, this the Sharpie that's bleeding yeah. through it. It's going to look great. <laughs> All right. The, uh, so how's everyone doing? I'm doing um, great. Yeah? You good? All right. Sick. But sick. Fine. Sick. Your, your post-con I, illness, which yeah, is inevitable. Yeah, I guess inevitable. that's what happened. Yes. That's, I, that's, that's the requirement. Everyone was saying I was going to get con funk, and then it happened. Just comes back so funky. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk about Riley, guys. It funked me up. <laughs> like doing this this weird step down the sidewalk and just barf all over. <laughs> <laughs> the uh... so yeah, you went to playthrough. I did at Raleigh. Plague through. Play, play. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. God, did you right. also go to playthrough, Dylan? I did not. <laughs> All right. I, I was I was trying to we jump right into the story. Yeah, here? let's go ahead. Um, right. so last weekend was was play. It was last weekend, right? Yeah, crazy. Okay, it was, it was it's been just so last long. Weekend. Play through at North Carolina. Yeah, I. Uh, so we were both scheduled to make an appearance there. You with with playground, me with peak. Right. And uh, and one of us made it. And the I, other one, the other one had, died. The I, other one died. <laughs> I pulled up into the hotel. A parking lot to your message like yeah i was like alex's emergency and i am not going to make it and i was just like uh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i was i we got to the hotel we started brainstorming ideas i think it was and then we we're just like we're we gonna buy a tv are we gonna make a trip out to like the border first thing in the morning to the border yeah what? yeah so uh, what happened was i uh started driving driving from richmond to raleigh which is like a two and a half hour drive I uh, get literally across the state border, the Virginia North Carolina state border, and get past the rest stop, and then I just hear. I'm like, that doesn't sound like the sound a car should make. If Those are broken car noises. If it operates properly, yeah. so we pull over, and the uh, the car just smells like burning oil, and I'm just like, all right, granted, I'm gonna I'm gonna front load the story. The car needed an oil change. Uh, that much I will admit. I will admit <laughs> that I was not taking proper care of my car. You know, everyone oh, no. practice car car care, self-car care. <laughs> uh, I was not. I <laughs> I, uh, I didn't put oil in it. I should have. So I think it just ran out of oil and the, and the engine seized up, uh, which was my, what I guessed it was at that point. Yeah. At this point, it's like 9, 9.30 at night. It's starting to rain. We're on the side of 95, and we're like, well, um, fuck. We're going to have to get a tow. Um, so I call this. So I don't, you know, I've never done, like, so my parents have AAA. Like, the car is, like, technically in my parents' name, I think. Um, but I'm not on the AAA list, 
So I can't get AAA. I can't get roadside assistance. So I assumed that I couldn't get any sort of roadside assistance, right? So I just called up a tow truck and a tow service. I was like, I'm going to need a tow. And there was like a shell station like half a mile down the road. And I was like, well, maybe we can just like hot swap some oil in it and it'll be fine. The um, call the tow service and I go, I need a tow to off the interstate. And he's like, well, what's the problem with your car? And I just say, I think it's out of oil. And then it's silent on the line for like a couple seconds, and I just hear, "Wow!" I'm like, God damn it! Oh my god! Um, so they come, they tow my car. I find out after I had already called the tow truck is that my insurance offers towing and other kind of roadside assistances for free, or for like I can get a tow, I get up to thirty-five miles for free uh, from a tow, and then after that, it's like. Between get the between four and ten dollars per mile afterwards. Wow! So it's like that's a pretty big gap. Yeah. If I wanted to tow this thing all the way back to Richmond, like I'm either spending maybe a hundred dollars, maybe four hundred dollars. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but so they towed me off the interstate back to to the Shell station, not back to the Shell station. We were going southbound, so they towed me off the road, and we uh, they towed me up to the Shell. I go and I buy a bunch of oil, and they help me. You know, very nice guys. They helped me, like, make sure it was being put in properly and t- checking my dipstick and everything. The uh, And the car sounded, like, the engine itself sounded, like, it better than it was on the on the road. So I was like, okay, maybe that that, that was the problem. Um, so they're like, okay, it was like, you seem like you should be able to get to Raleigh. Like, it's in, like, another 50 miles. Like, but you need to get an oil change. I was like, okay. Um, so they leave. And I start the car back up again, and the engine sounds fine. Second, I put it into drive, yeah. it's just, and I was like, "Fuck, yeah, this car ain't going anywhere." Um, so one of two things was happening. It was making the exact same sound it made when my axle snapped like six months back. It could be that, or it could have been that my uh, that my transmission was fucked. So, you know, one of those is a relatively minor fix. The other one, yeah. the latter one, is basically like this This car's totaled because mm. however much I'd have to spend to get the transmission fixed would be more than the blue book value of the car. Right. Uh, so I was like, well, okay, um, guess we're not, I, uh, well, we're not going anywhere. Unfortunately, there was literally like a Super 8 next to the Shell station. So we just pushed the car into the Super 8 parking lot uh, and got a night. And I was like, I'm going to deal with this tomorrow. And was like, you know, I was talking to Alex at this point because I had Alex's TV. I was going to drive it down because Alex couldn't fit in his car. And uh, yeah, so so that happened. So we spent the entire weekend on uh, the in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, right on the North Carolina Virginia border. And um, yeah, that's how I spent my weekend. And didn't go to the show. <laughs> cool. Just yeah. held, babysat Alex's TV and my TV and all the other stuff I was bringing, <laughs> and uh, that was my that was my adventure. There's more stuff yeah. th- that happened on this adventure, but were you with Wendy or yeah. yeah yeah Wendy was with me. Was it a nice little yeah it was a nice little getaway. We saw Black Panther. Cool. That was nice. We rented a giant ass space van from the Enterprise because that's literally all they had. Nice. Uh, and then we drove that back up here. Um, but driving this giant. Like not like an actual moving van, but like like you know like a the kind of child predator van. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this big white one with no windows. Nice. Uh, so we were driving that around all weekend, 
And yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much what what we were doing. Um, yeah. So how is play through on your end, Alex? So I get that message right as I pull into the hotel. Yeah. And my dad and my brother have gone into the hotel to check in and everything. So it's just me and Mickey. And I get that message and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, like Mickey's trying to like console me and like I'm trying to figure out what the hell we're doing. Um, After dad and Jack get in the car, I'm like, there's bad news, but I'll explain it later. Let's just get in the room and like settle down and that sort of thing. <laughs> um, you just be prepared for bad news right uh so i explain the situation um we're starting to lay out our options um one is get up super early next morning to drive up to where you are because we were like 45 minutes an hour away yeah at this point so it was like it was like probably at least an hour yeah to get to you and then pick up the tv and come and back. So back we would have to get up like around six or seven you'd have to leave at least at six yeah to get back because i think like setup time was like eight to or does the show start ten? 10, 11? Doors open at 10.30? Okay. So, okay. So, you could be a little yeah, later. Yeah. I'm, okay. No, wait. They open at 10. Okay. Sorry. It's like trying to... Yeah. Um, And there are other options. What? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I have to wake up way super early at like 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's just ungodly. God, who Un- does that? Godly hour. Already, option one, stricken off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Um, option two was, well, we can try and find a nearby Walmart. The old Walmart rental. Yeah. Um, and just buy a TV and with no intention of keeping it. And so that's what we ended up going with. Uh, I even briefly floated like, well, maybe we also just keep it. Cause I know my dad was looking for another TV for his now. Uh, he's got like the one in his front living room, uh, broke. So... But we didn't stick to that plan. We just rented it. Um, yeah. Rented it. Like, you're allowed to do at Walmart. Rent the TV. Yes, exactly. Um, they don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> it's actually pretty crazy how little of a shit they give. Is there even a restocking fee? No. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty nice. You got 14 days. Just bring it back. And just to drive this point home, so we rented the TV. I'll gloss over, by the way, the fact that driving back with it with all four of us in the car. Wait, why'd you take all to, four of you to the Walmart? I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, an adventure and you need the whole party. Yeah. So, okay, my brother, I wanted to go to pick out the TV. My fiance was actually the one who, was, who just, you know, opted, elected to pay for it. She okay. was like, I got the money to do this. Um, my dad was already like paying for everything else, so it was a big help. Mm-hmm, high um, roller. <laughs> Um, Sugar daddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my brother, um, actually very recently, within the last two or three months, um, has figured out that he has a gluten allergy, and my dad forgot to pack gluten-free snacks. So my uh-huh. brother was like, can I go along with you guys and pick out stuff that I can eat while we're here? So, um, we, so yeah, we all four got packed into the car. Uh, so it's a mini. <laughs> Your dad's just like, I'm already paying for this whole thing. And I, I'm, I wouldn't I'll mind come. going to Walmart. I'll, I'll come. Yeah. Um, Look around. My dad's super cool. Play with the um, Legos. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was it? Well, he's the one driving. It's a. It's his car. He drives a. He drives a Mini Cooper. It's a very small car. <laughs> um, couldn't fit the TV without a box <laughs> that we wanted to bring down. And then, so to get this one into the back seat, we can't fit it in the trunk. Literally, like my brother and I are sitting in the back, and then we've got a TV basically smushing us the entire time. <laughs> it's highway back. We're 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 sitting like, like as as smushed into the seats as we possibly can. Uh-huh. I can't turn my neck. Like it's it's locked to one position. In order to turn it, I have to like duck it. 
You should probably stay stay up on the mic because no Sorry, one's gonna be yeah. able to hear the story with you <laughs> pantomiming it. I have to. I can't turn my neck um, because like the TV is like smushing against my head, and I'm I'm doing this essentially. Um, and I have to like duck my head down and turn it around. You're still, you're and look still up. moving away from I'm, the mic, dude. I'm trying. I like how he's really trying. Yeah, I'm he's really, really trying. This, this is hard. The rest of his body. Anyway. <laughs> Point is driving back with a TV on your lap the whole time. A huge one sucks. Uh, don't do it. How far away from uh, the? It was sh- like ten sh- minutes. Okay. Yeah. That's so it wasn't terrible. the worst thing in the world. Um, we get it back, and just to just to uh, uh, was it drive the point home that everyone does this, I guess. Uh, we There's un- just a bunch of open TVs just strewn on the floor. No, I was gonna say we get to the the show. We unpack the TV that we got, which was clearly open before we got it. Right, and like Mar didn't do a good job hiding the fact that this was also returned. Um, there's completely no, new, completely new. No, <laughs> direct from the manufacturer. There's no power cable in this box. Right, you told me about that. Yeah. So this, uh, <laughs> we open this TV up. We're just like, ah, oh, shit, fuck, God. God, all right. Um, Little I'm, kids walking by oxygen. Fuck, shit, fuck. Playthrough is scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't I'm, go to the Braindeer Games booth. <laughs> I, uh, like, I'm immediately on Google. I'm like, uh, Vizio, TV, power cable. I'm, like, scrolling through. Stripping wires. Just, like, with its teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it turns out Best Buy car- still carries loose appliance components. Um, and there's one where, like, the, the end of the cord looks exactly like the input for it. And I'm just like, that one. And I lock it in. I pay for it. Um, it says, like, all right, it's going to be ready to pick up at this location in, like, 10 minutes or so. And, I'm just like, and my, my, it's like, my dad was super cool for this whole thing. Every time I had a problem, he's just like, I'm on it. And I'm just like, Dad, it's going to be ready at Best Buy in 10 minutes. He's like, all right, you stay here, finish setting up. I'm gone. And he, he went. Nice. Uh, came back, like, 30 minutes later. Um, Solid dad. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a PC tower. There's My, my PC tower is underneath the table. I've got that hooked up, turned on. Um, I hook it up to the TV. It looks fine, right? Okay. I yeah. um, I I turn on, uh, I, I turn it on. I log in. My desktop looks cool. Everything looks cool. It looks like it's running perfectly normally. Um, I also ran like a diagnostic last night in the hotel room, and it looked fine. Um, but I start running the game, and the game is flickery and like has this green and purple veneer over it, and it looks really bad like something's wrong with my pc not the game right and so i'm like god shit what the hell is this um one guy comes up and he's just like oh this looks cool like <laughs> right when it's flickering and <laughs> no, green. Not t- it's not cool and i'm just like uh, you want de- to <laughs> i'm just like uh, you want a demo and he's just like yeah okay and he absolutely sits, not and, and he plays and he sits down and he's like it's really flickery though and i'm like yeah it, i'm sorry come back later when it's not like this but i promise this isn't the intended way it's supposed to look um and and so like yeah he, he plays around with me he likes it it's cool all right awesome glad that worked out well enough i unhook it and i'm like all right dad i need my laptop and i need my keys which have as my flash drive which has my latest build on it um could you go grab that for me he does, and he comes back, and he I hook the laptop up, and I'm like, ah, shit, power cable's not in my backpack. I think that's in my suitcase tag. Can you grab that? And he's just, like, running back and forth for me. Um, How close were you to the to the convention? Right across the street. Oh, okay. But it's still, like, a good 20 minutes to get all to the way To walk in, yeah. And yeah, and yeah. It was a fairly large convention center. Yeah, it's a pretty big convention for center. The amount of space that they used, it was, like, maybe one, I don't know, 40. 
large. Space. Yeah, we uh last year were there any other conventions there? No, because last year there was a a, a uh, Catholic convention there <laughs> for like Catholicism, like the church, the Catholic Church was like holding a convention in in the Raleigh Convention Center, and I didn't know this, so I like walked out to get something. I walk back in. And there's just these two nuns standing at like the front doors. I'm like, this is some weird cosplay. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? What anime are you from? <laughs> and then I walk, I walk a little down. And there's banners for like, you know, Catholic Church Expo. You blow a 20, 2017. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, this makes more sense. So it's now like an hour or so after the door is opened, and Dad gets back, and I'm like, I'm finally, it's working, it's running off of my laptop, which has got some stuttering. It doesn't run it perfectly. But it's running at least, and I can show it. And from then on, it was pure magic. <laughs> I was being approached by lots of kids who were just like, "Oh, this looks super cool and fun," and like uh, groups of teenagers. I mean, I had like a pretty steady stream of of, of um, I wouldn't say crowds, but like nearly every time I was done with a group with a with a game, people are interested. Someone else was up and ready and wanted to yeah sit down and give it a shot. That's and cool. and I had a near endless stream of just like almost universal glowing praise. Which also really shocked me. Like, and you were like, "Well, I am a scad grind, so I do. I know a thing or two about making games." I, I kind of wanted like some feedback, you know, like someone would tell me what's wrong, you know. You know, I mean, you're not. You're gonna get feedback. No one's gonna be like an outright dick to you at right. a convention, except have you, have, for one guy. Oh, well, this is a great story. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> um, I was setting it up. And uh, it was finally, it was like, this was like when my dad went left for, to get the power cord. Um, okay. Yeah. And I'm sitting, and, and I'm sitting at my laptop, like getting uh, the build up and ready, getting the controllers hooked up and that sort of thing. And some guy comes up and he looks at my screen and I think he sees like the Unreal logo. And oh boy. He, and he's just like, so what are you demoing? Great unity, <laughs> and then he uh, and then I was like, "Well, actually, I'm doing a, a split screen first person shooter," and he's just like, "Ah, like we don't have enough of those anymore, like <laughs> already." <laughs> and I'm like, "I would argue we don't really like split screen specifically." I I was about to say something like that, and I'm like, "Well, that's what I wanted to make," and and then he's like, "He's like, why?" Can't, I, his, Why he, didn't you make a puzzle game? His exact next words were just like, "All I want are collectathons, like Hat in Time or Mario Odyssey. Why don't you make something like that?" And I'm like, "Uh, what? what? There aren't enough of those. <laughs> Definitely not. It's not and, like that genre died in like an <laughs> unceremonial death and only recently came back." Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know what you want from me, dude. And he's like, collectathon. <laughs> and, and he's only, and he's only, and he just he goes on. It's like, if only game developers stop focusing on making games competitive and and, and like violent and shit. And I'm, and I, I'm just, so many like weird like like, and like yeah vectors like, of this guy. Like like I look at him and I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'm not the entire games industry. Like those are my exact words. At this point, my brother has walked up. And he's like standing like right next to me as this guy's talking, and then like and like is like giving me a look like, is this for real? <laughs> hey, is going? this guy bothering you, bro? And then and then I'm just like, well, all right. step in. And then I'm just like, all right, uh, well, do you want to try it? Do you want to sit down and play it? You know, I'm just like, whatever. And then he's just like, fine. 
So <laughs> he sits down. I sit down with him. Two guys join us. And so I got we got four people in this already. And we're playing it. And you're having a great time. And this guy who was like bashing it minutes ago is like laughing. And he found the magic staff on this one map, the one weapon that I made. And he's just like, you put a magic staff in this? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I love this. <laughs> and I'm like, that was it. That was the flipping point. Yeah. Like, staff. <laughs> I, I, you can I was, collect all the weapons you want. <laughs> oh, I should have said that. But do you have a bear <laughs> with a bird in its backpack that goes, whoop? You're like, well, <laughs> hop in the ring with me and I'll have you collecting bullets. <laughs> so Alex just goes full John St. John. <laughs> yeah. So so I don't know. We're, we're like nearing the score limit. The game's almost over. And he's like admitting to have a great time. And I just look at him and he's like, so maybe next time don't judge a book by its cover very much. And he just said something kind of noncommittal. Like, I'm just an old man. <laughs> what, was he? No. He was like younger than me. <laughs> you meet some interesting folks. Yeah. He, he was the only really interesting guy. Everyone else was just like either a super chill teenager or a kid who was like hyped up on sugar and having a great time. I, I, this is real quick. I did want to mention though, my brother. Like ever since then, ever since like he saw that guy though, he he keeps stressing upon me that a tag game, a tagline for playground has to be "It's not a collectathon." Now, like, <laughs> and it's got a staff too. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you fire up the game, it's got like that Minecraft blinking text thing yeah. that changes well, every that time you fire it up. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Just like, it's not a collectathon with an exclamation point. <laughs> Good. Should have a collectathon update where you just have like cherries floating around the level. Oh, I like that. <laughs> jigsaw pieces. I want to make the like shooter version of like the Smash Brothers coin mode. You know, where you shoot people and then like money pops out. Yeah. Whoever has the most money by the end of it wins. So maybe like cherries and fruits and that sort of thing would work. It's yummy. Pizza. Hot dog. Pizza. Pe- hot dogs. Oh yeah. I uh so cutting back cutting back to uh what I did this weekend. Um, so basically, all I did was stress out about my car uh, and go see Black Panther, which is all right weekend. You know, not 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 too bad. Yeah, it's all uh, weekend. We drive forty minutes to get to a movie theater to go see Black Panther. It was just like midday Saturday, and uh, we go into the movie theater and we get our tickets. And there's an arcade, right? An arcade, like a you know, yeah, movie arcade, a movie oh, arcade. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's Area go. Area fifty one. In the time crisis too, but one one of the one of the terminals was broken, so it was only single player time crisis. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> and then like you know, fucking not Daytona USA, but some shitty racing wheel steering r- arcade racing game and some other stuff. We uh, but there was a multicade, and I was like, sweet. And so I went up and I played some Burger Time. Nice. And I was like, man, Burger Time. Burger Time's a good ass, good ass oh, arcade that's game. A great it's game. too yeah. hard. <laughs> burger time it is pretty hard actually uh, but uh we got a fun family story about burger time well let me let me finish yeah, my ahead, my multi-cade tale okay uh so it's a multi-cade cabinet which i mean if you've seen one of these before it's just a bunch of different arcade games collect together it's not even like under a single developer so it's not like a namco museum collection or anything it's right. like you know they have pac-man and then and galaga and then um mario brothers and sinistar is in there and so I'm like, oh, cool. These are all, you know, like all these games. And they had they had Galaga, right? And then, and and so the the lo- the game select screen is just the the logo and then like a screenshot of the game. And so I'm scrolling through it, and there's Galaga, 
and I go over one screen, and it's Galaga, but instead of just the Galaga logo, over top of it is a picture of Osama Bin Laden with a crosshair over his face, and that's the logo. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the hell? And so I was like, Witty, Witty, we got to play this. And so I like put a quarter in and actually there was like already some credits in it because someone like probably put some quarters in and was like, oh, this is a stupid grandfather game. Play this. <laughs> so there's already some credits in there. So I played this and it's literally just Galaga. It's just a ROM hack of Galaga with a bunch of shit swapped out. So it's like, instead of, uh, instead of your ship, it's a like Black Hawk helicopter Instead of like the lasers or bullets or whatever you shoot, it's uh, tomahawk missiles, right? And then instead of the regular enemy ships, it is generic, nondescript Arabic men in turbans flying across the screen, and then they swoop down and shoot at you. And then Galaga itself, the Galaga ship that shoots like you know the the tractor beam out, is Osama bin Laden's head, nice. <laughs> and it just goes. It's like the same sound effects and everything, and then it goes and shoots the beam out, and you gotta avoid it, and you know you have to shoot uh, the Galaga or ship multiple times. You purposefully let it take a ship so you can shoot him and get a second helicopter. Oh, That's is that how, how it that works? works in real war? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the Hurt Locker. Yeah, I know how this works. No, that is actually a real strategy, though. You let it take a ship. I and forgot then if about you Get that. one back. You have two bullets. I'm not very good at Galaga. I'm okay. more of a Galaga three guy. Ah. Uh, they had a Galaga 3 machine at MAGFest, and you could move on the X and the Y axis. Ah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Much, much more preferable. It's more of a 1942 situation. Right. But yeah. That's a good game. I played this game, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this cannot be. The cabinet could not have been sold like this. There's no <laughs> way there is like. A, whoever's, whoever has the license to make these multi cade machines is not like, let's put the Osama bin Laden version here. <laughs> So you're saying the dude at the movie theater was probably like, one day we're going to get him, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that has to be it. It has to be whoever whoever owns that movie theater, like either did the board swap himself or, you know, just loaded the ROM into the board or like hired someone, like found this ROM or like maybe his friggin, you know, cousin or, you know, son or something. He was like, dad, look at the. Look at this crazy version of Galaga online. But so I, I tried looking it up because I was like, okay, this is obviously a ROM hack. This is obviously like a, a custom-made version of Galaga. And so I tried doing some research. I was like, all right, Galaga, Osama Bin Laden, Osama Bin Laden, Galaga. There is like nowhere to like actually find the ROM of this. And I went two pages deep on Google and there was like no results. It's like, this is where you download the ROM. It was just all of these forum posts of like, have you seen this fucking game? <laughs> and as far as I know, it's called Terrorist Galaga. And it's just someone somewhere did a swap of, of Galaga and put Osama Bin Laden in it. And I have no idea why. And I have no idea like the amount of effort that went into both making this ROM, downloading this ROM, and getting this ROM on a multi-cade board. The early two thousands were a really weird time. Uh, yeah, right? I, like it's it seems so such a friggin' like time capsule of the past, and I like have no idea. Like, I should have talked to someone. I should have talked to someone at that movie <laughs> theater and be like, "Excuse me, can you explain this?" <laughs> have you ever played uh, Operation Secret Storm for Nintendo? I've not. Uh, you play as George Bush Senior, and 
like the boss you're fighting like Saddam Hussein. The first boss though is like a big American eat like bald eagle. So is I think a, is there a secret boss that's just Barton Homer Simpson from the episode of The Simpsons where George <laughs> H. W. Bush moves across the street, they shoot paper airplanes at you? No. I, I still love the end of that episode so much. Where like Gerald Ford moves in instead <laughs> and is like, Hi, I'm Gerald Ford. Do you like nachos? And Homer's like, Do I? And I'm like <laughs> What say come over and watch the game? <laughs> just <laughs> but I gotta say, like that alone was worth the entire trip. Yeah, just stumbling into this random movie theater in Rocky Mountain, NC, and then going to the arcade and being like, "What? What? What?" <laughs> Don't know what to make of it. Don't know. It was great. It was great. Insane. I'm glad I have that experience. <clears throat> Sounds like you both had a pretty good weekend. We both yeah. had super productive weekends concerning. Oh, yeah video games i met the uh splitty robot guy cool yeah he's super sweet he's a really cool dude do you meet his uh his lady friend i don't think i think she was at the booth i didn't know i didn't actually talk miss with her splitty robots he's cool <laughs> too splitty robot yeah i think i saw her at the booth i saw her helping out but i didn't actually talk with her or any i just talked with uh mr splitty robot about his project and how cool it is. Great game. It's a great looking game. I still haven't touched it. I was going to touch that playthrough, <laughs> but I didn't make it. So <laughs> may I just reach out to him and be like, hey, I heard your game's great. Let me try it out. Uh, and then there was, okay, I have to bring up this one other game I played. Someone was making something incredibly trippy and dreamlike, and it was very, very rough, but you could tell their vision just started... Uh, through some of the purest drugs you could ha- have to have gotten, the most refined opioids. Uh, it was about they were they were playing like Himalayan Sherpas, right? Okay. Picture that. All right. Except they're flying on the back of dogs. They look like greyhounds with big eagle wings. Okay. Um, and the dogs shot bullets out of their mouths. I don't know what kind of bullets they they they, they just had a projectile attack. Wasn't explained what it was. Okay. Could have been like tennis balls for all I know. Um. You you played as these Sherpas on dogs. The goal was to protect this uh, this giant floating whale being driven by a, a really large old wise man. Like his size, like he was at least twice the size of your characters. Okay, and big old whale was, All right. was huge, and you were trying to like get through this pathway in the sky of like you know you had to like shoot through thorns to help the um whale get through you had to like shoot down rocks to make new passages this is such a fever dream enemies would attack you that looked like weird purple lizards i mean yeah it was super weird and it was just like you guys clearly had a lot of fun with this you guys clearly had a lot of fun with something yeah it was rough I mean, it was like a really early alpha stage, but their vision was clear, and I was really enjoying what I saw of it. They were a cool, cool team. I got to look up what that one was. Um, oh, I see the name. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Probably asked. There's, there's probably a, a list of exhibitors. Yeah, yeah, I got to go through that. That we can find. Um, so they were cool. Uh, so what happened to my booth? Just oh, curiosity. Thank you for <laughs> thanks for asking. I was gonna. I meant to tell you about this. Yeah. Uh, maybe like halfway through the first day, um, I think some woman picked up on the fact that this isn't getting used, is it? And she just sat down and, and like, she clearly brought her kids there. Like, uh-huh. like kids kept running back up to that table and, and like asking her for things and then running back out. Snack table? And, and she just like set up her computer and like was on her phone most of the time talking about real estate. I think 
She just <laughs> she just did work all weekend. <laughs> just took over your booth and said, like, sure, yeah. <laughs> Can she pay me back the booth fee? <laughs> <laughs> or at least like three fourths of it? You'll have to get a hold of her. I don't know. She did this for like like midday Saturday till the end of the day. And then, like, she was there early morning on Sunday and then left around the same time I did. Um, apparently, one of her sons was one of the kids who kept coming back to play my game. Because when I was sitting out front of the lobby uh, waiting for my dad and fiance uh, to get back from returning the TV, um, I recognized her and her son came up to me and was telling me how cool my game was, which was sweet. Um, but, yeah, it was... Yeah, she was there like the entire time. Some ballsy ass woman just, just like, I'm just going to use this table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She just sat down at it, like took her phone out and was just like talking about real estate the whole time. She was doing business, yeah, whatever the hell it get, is. Business got to get done. Business got to get done. She was working throughout the weekend, you know, kids having fun at a gaming convention to be damned. They need to sell these houses. I don't know what if her thought process was. If you that weekend, was. they'd probably be out on the street right now. Like I say, I provide a service. <laughs> I, I aim the police. Yeah, just get a hold of her and be like, "Yeah, if I can get like at least half of that back, you know, whatever you earn, either either pay me like half the booth fee or like give me a copy of this multicade Terrace Galaga, <laughs> lady. I know you have it. We'll, yes. we'll be even. <laughs> You're in cahoots. You sabotaged my car. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. So my car. What ended up happening is that the axle had snapped. Again. Yeah. Uh. So I think there's something, something up with my car that's causing the axle to. Constantly breaking, breaking half. Are they you know giving you a be. new one, or are they just like welding it back together? No, they they're replacing it each time. Okay. But like it was the same one because he's like, yeah, this one looks new, but it's like at one point he said it looked rusted, which I don't know if that was what he he used that in the way that I interpreted it. But I think there's something going on. I think my wheel alignment's off or something that's causing excess torque to the. To the axle, it's causing it to break. So I'm taking it down to my my father's trusted mechanic. He knows uh, the guy. Um, taking it down. He's like, Dylan, you know what would be really good is if you drove your car all the way down to if the beach. You drove beach. it 100 miles again. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, it lasted like six months, and I have made, like I've driven up to MAGFest and back and driven yeah. to the beach and back at least once or twice since then. So it's there's got to be something internal. There's no way, because the first one we kind of, pinned it on paradise and then it was like oh you guys gave me a, a bad axle or a faulty axle so they comped me one but the fact that it happened again like either you know the garage i go to has been using just rusty ass axles that they have in the back and replacing axles that way or that it's something it's something on my end i'm just glad i have a car so that that still yeah. runs yeah that's a good thing to have but i do have this fear now every time i get in it where i'm like is this is it is it gonna break again is it <laughs> am i gonna be stranded somewhere so good experience good first con experience as a as an exhibitor wonderful first con experience learned a lot got a lot of good feedback i absolutely. Or just positive compliments just lots of compliments showered with compliments showered with praise lots of kids who are just like this is so fun and like kept coming back i mean i was i was kind of like glowing by the end of it um the uh I had, I had like one kid left the booth and he's just like, I am so pre-ordering that game when I get home and I'm just like, ah, shit. <laughs> oh God, I gotta get a, gotta make a Steam page. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that's always the weird thing you run, especially with being a small time indie where you're like, so what platforms is it coming on? It was like, ah, 
when's the release date? My uh, computer. <laughs> it's only coming to, to my computer. Yeah. This is a uh, con exclusive. You won't get to play this. Ah, like Dobatone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, man, get some Dukes. Not getting goddamn Dukes. Get some Dukes. Demo it with Dukes. <laughs> I, I might get a Duke and demo it next time just because it would make it easier. Because, you know, I'm, I'm using micro USB to plug into my controller. Uh, so I would like to have one that's permanently tethered and those Dukes are permanently wired. Okay. So that, that, would, that would, from that perspective alone, I think it would be handy. Maybe it wouldn't be great from an ergonomic perspective of having people. Just use a 360 controller. <laughs> or even Xbox One, you know? Get one of those tethered Xbox Ones that I hear about. I actually didn't go tethered. All of mine were wireless and it worked just fine. Mm. Well, I can't do that with a Mac. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. I can't I can't wirelessly connect a, a Xbox One controller. I can with a three sixty. Right. Because it recognizes the dongle, but it won't recognize the Xbox One uh, dongle. Oh gotcha. I think apparently the latest ones, like the ones the model Xbox One controllers that came out with the S have uh, Bluetooth. Yeah, it still doesn't work. Ah, uh, darn. Um just because the custom oh, there's no like no driver or anything. Well, there's probably. a custom driver. Oh. Uh, that works fine with 360 controllers, but for Xbox One controllers, it like works with like the left stick, and <laughs> that's pretty much it. Awesome. So I have to have it wired, tethered in, and then I have rewired as my mapping solution, my mapping plugin for uh, gotcha for Unity. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but also you, uh, so your computer's dead. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is one thing I forgot to mention on the trip. Uh, I didn't bring my tower into the hotel room because I was just like, we're gonna unpack a lot of things from the car straight to the booth uh-huh. when Saturday morning comes. Um, so I left it in there, and then so of course on the trip down to uh, Raleigh, all of this luggage was kind of keeping it secure in one space, and so the trip to Walmart I had forgotten about that. And my dad hard breaks once, and I hear a large, like, ka-chunk, like, yeah. in the back. And then he, like, accelerates, and then, like, a ka-chunk again. And it's, like, getting knocked around back there. And my dad's, like, going, what is that noise? And by the time I realize it's my computer, it's already happened, like, five times. We pull up to the Walmart. I pick it back up. I'm just, like, checking to see if it's okay. Um, shaking a bunch of, like, pieces <laughs> fall out. I, uh, I, I, I lay it down, kind of, like you know flat into the bed of the trunk and try and get it as wedged in there as possible i'm like all right that should be fine um get it back to the hotel with no problems like i said i I tested it at the hotel i brought it into the room hooked it up to the tv and i'm like just turn on then i'll be okay you know (laughs) at the very least i can get my build off of it and use it on the laptop um so yeah it seemed to be working fine and like i said it did work fine up until the point i tried to run a game on it and so the the weird thing was i brought it home and uh like overwatch still runs fine but some other games don't interesting yeah i don't know what the weird problem is but point is i need a new graphics card and fuck bitcoin (laughs) (laughs) just the a to b right there yeah new graphics card fuck bitcoin yeah um i need to buy a rack just buy one of those like 24 packs of gpus jesus like like you know quantity discount it'll be affordable at then yeah it'll be a msrp yeah so, so cryptocurrencies are terrible, and I hate them. Uh, I don't know. I'm like up like a couple grand on my Ethereum and Litecoin. So, are you really? Yeah. So yeah, you, check it out right now. So, how much money did you put into it? Uh, you keep talking, and I'll I'll get the figures for you. Okay. All right. Um. So yeah, I've now learned though that apparently, uh, what am I? Um, Micro Center, which is like the one brick and mortar, uh, PC store, PC part store, 
Um, they have a location up in Fairfax, so it's like a road trip to go get it. But they had, do have a thing now where you feel like if you're only buying one and you say it's for gaming, they'll sell it at MSRP. They'll ignore <laughs> but if the you say it's for like video rendering, they're going to sell you overcharge? I'm sure that's as long as you're just like... You know, can not I, Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah, can I? I, I just don't want to mine with this. You know, they'll 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 be understanding. And their litmus test is when you go up to the register, they say Ripple, and if you go, I fucking hate Ripple. Fuck that currency. <laughs> I'm gonna say you're not buying this. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you are. The uh, let me see. All right, so I put seven hundred dollars into Ethereum. Oh, okay. And I've made uh, eighteen hundred back. So that's yeah. just profit. But all my Ethereum total is worth like twenty five hundred dollars. Nice. Litecoin, I've put um, four hundred into, and I've made almost eight hundred dollars profit. Cool. So, so yeah, the only thing I'm down on is Bitcoin because I bought it before it popped, mm-hmm. before the bubble popped. So I I bought like a hundred dollars at like uh like eighteen or six or seventeen or something, and I bought a hundred hundred another hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin at like. 11,000 and it's at like nine six right now so mm, okay. I'm, d- I'm down on bitcoin like a thousand i mean yeah. i'm like 50 dollars in the hole still feels weirdly like gambling to me oh it is but so is regular stock trading the only difference here is that people basically understand nothing like you have no idea of like how the value is associated with the currency <laughs> yeah <laughs> like at least with the stock you're like okay it's just this- it's more like gambling than stocks then, just right. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, at least with, with stocks, you're like, okay, if this company does well, vis-a-vis, the, the stock should go up. Right. But uh, less so with, you, you have no idea what it's associated with. Obviously, it's associated with technologies. You're like, oh, if this blockchain technology improves or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, signed proof, proof of purchase, proof of blah, blah, blah. I, know, I, have a, I have a coworker who's super into cryptocurrency, and, and he was one that made me think like, hmm, maybe I should buy some. And I bought some, and I'm up like a couple thousand. I'm like, cool. But he's up like sixty thousand, and I'm like, okay, maybe I should do that to like get my PC built. Maybe just like buy into some crypto and then get thousands back. <laughs> I know, like uh, some people are just using their regular GPU that they're using. Like I, I think I have like a nine sixty, nine seventy. Okay, um, but you can just have it my pc has the problem that it constantly turns itself on all the time because i think there's some sort of switch on the motherboard that's not in the right setting yeah but um i should just let it run all day and just do idling to cryptocurrency mining maybe someone someone was talking about like how when the bubble eventually pops on cryptocurrency that you're going to see all these partially used um gpus flooding the market and they're going to be super cheap but also they're going to like last you like six months and i told my coworker that and he's like well actually you know because of the way like uh chip design works like if it's constantly running it should be fine the problem the thing that deteriorates computer hardware is when it turns on turns off because it's cooling and then heating up and then cooling back down again mm, yeah um so they should be good but who knows who knows who knows what's going to happen no idea. I'm sorry you can't get a GPU at MSRP, though. Yeah, that blows a lot. What are you looking for? Are you like a 1080? Yeah, I'd like something high-end. So when I actually built my machine, it was not even the best stuff you could get at the time, and that was around 2012. So like, I'm still rocking a 660. I'm starting to chug. Wow. I'm starting to chug on like pretty much every game I throw at it lately. Wow, that is... Although when I built it, it was gold. It yeah, was, I had like a fly. 670 
I don't remember. I had something. I had something around there. I just had a regular 660. I had, I jumped cars a lot because people kept giving me or selling me cards. Like Mason would get a new graphics card. Like he has a 1060 now or something. So he's like, do you want my 970? You want my 900 series card? I was like, yeah, sure. I have a friend who got a 900 series from his boss or something. So he's thinking about giving me his old 750, which I would appreciate right now. Oh yeah. My coworker at my old job gave me his old 800 series card. Do I still have the card you gave me? I think so, unless you got rid of it. But wasn't it not working with your yeah computer? Maybe maybe Alex could use that. Do you still have it? Did you check it? Okay, we'll find out. Yeah, this this the Brotherhood of the Traveling <laughs> GPU. <laughs> yeah, if you find uh, it, that's I'd appreciate so that. white, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it is the it is the single nerdiest thing you have ever said, Dylan. <laughs> Um, my, with my my book, my novel series about all cis white male protagonists, <laughs> a dozen having of them. fun with GPU. It was, it was crazy though. I was actually like going through a PC part picker and like picking out like, all right, this is what my my next build to be because my entire computer is getting old he, enough. He that picked I'm gonna... a part of PC part picker because <laughs> <laughs> my entire build's getting old, and at this point, I just might want to make a whole new computer as well. Yeah, and it was funny how like PC part picker estimated from like all of the online aggregate prices that you can find. It was like, all right, this cost could cost you about two thousand dollars, you know, at like today's inflation and everything. And then I like went and found all of those parts at the Fairfax Micro Center location, and like my cart there was like thirteen hundred bucks. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it's like well, even wow. now it's like not even about like if it's overpriced. It's like you, can you even get one? Right. Um. Yeah, I've seen pictures of like, yeah, like Best Buys or whatever, and it's just their their aisles are just completely barren because the second they get a new shipment in of GPUs. People are just coming in and swiping them and be like, yes, I am playing the new Calls of Duty <laughs> and not. I need this to run the the player player something. Battle battle games. Battle game. What what is an that, Ethereum? I yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm I think it's that Hunger Games tie-in. It looks pretty good. <laughs> this is Battle Royal. <laughs> I, I oh dude I saw well yeah with cheese <laughs> in France they call PUBG <laughs> battle with cheese ugh man so anyway that was my weekend and and my ensuing week looking at PC parts uh in the meantime I've been playing games on my PS4 You've been playing video games on your PS4 right tell me about those video games okay so uh let's see what do I start with there's been more Monster Hunter. Um, is it is it still? It's still got me. Is it still the same? It's great. I I you know I keep hearing people talk about it. I think I should I should give it its due. I should check it out. Oh shit! So when, so whenever you want to, whenever your addiction subsides from Monhoon Mon Mo it's, it's Mo attached Mo-hoon. to my system Mohoon. I've been <laughs> the disc Mo-hoon. has melted into <laughs> the tray. Well, no, I, I've I've only been buying downloaded games save for that one. So oh okay, um, yeah. So, but you can come over and try it. Okay. Um, have you build a character and and pick up dual swords if you want something fast, Jesus? Um, I just want something that feels good. So, well, make me feel good. Are you <laughs> learning Dylan Shadow of the Colossus? Yes, yeah, we have a copy of Shadow over there. I've never played that game. Right. And this is when Sam busts through the wall, be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I say, "Yeah," and I've also never played Journey, and then he. Explodes. And he melts. I can't wait to hear Dylan's hot takes on Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, this grip meter is so dumb. Yeah, the wait. little narrative dissonance. 
You don't you don't like uh you don't like like timing based combat. That's gonna be fun. Well, no, I feel like I, I don't know. It's I'm, it's from, a it's a from, good exception from yeah, what I've seen of the of the gameplay of Shadow. I think I, I think yeah. I think it's, it's up my alley. Um, it's more just like every boss fight is a puzzle that you have right. to solve. Like how to? I watched the giant bomb quick look of it, and there's the the one that's on top of like the big pedestal, and you have to guard break him before you can climb up his arm because he has like huge bracers, and so his, when his sword hits the center of the pedestal, yeah, because okay, it's all it. metal or stone, it breaks off. Right. Because the rest of it's stone and the center's metal. Right. Right. So anyway, um, and then you gotta shoot the lizards. Eat the eat the lizards. <laughs> um, I got figured. You don't out. even have to eat them. <laughs> no, you do. You just have to pick them up. Well, what do you think he does with them? <laughs> he just picks up. Is like, oh, good, more stamina. Yeah, and then puts it back down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've acquired more. Uh, so it's basically better than Zelda's. We'll get to system. you. We'll All get right. to you. All right, man. Um, hang on. <laughs> objectively, just objectively. Got it. If if Will is anything, he's objective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, there's been more Mahoon. Uh. Right. Gotten into Mahoon, Mahoon. What? How do you pronounce it? M H. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. All right. Uh. There's been more. There's been more Mahoon. Uh. I've gotten into higher rank. Uh. I'm sorry, Dylan. Uh. <laughs> well, you weren't phased by it last time, so we got to keep going until well, you are. The only thing that phases me is everyone swaps the pronunciation. This is like Alex Rice, Geralt. We're just talking Geralt about manhand kind of thing. Manhand. <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking about ham man. Manhanter. <laughs> so it's uh, Manster Hanster. So it's steamed hams, but it's a it's a level of monster hunter. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! It's a monster hunter fight. <laughs> <laughs> and this um, time of year <laughs> all right someone needs to make that now yeah okay i'm gonna get on that when i get home um <laughs> yeah gotten into higher rank fighting some tougher guys um some some guys some anginath some some past anginath man he's i don't know well he's got a, he's got a fun high rank fight he's not too bad i was actually really worried because he looked like this game is like wrathless raytheon and and it turns out he's more just like a really cool jaggy. I'm sorry, I know this all makes total sense to you. The fuck's a jaggy? There's there's a velociraptor looking dude. It's called a jaggy. Three. Yeah, he's just like a bigger fur covered fire. It's pronounced yaggy. Great jaggy. You get yaggy meister. <laughs> it's cool. Actually, we're gonna drink some yag. We're gonna fight some, some yaggy bombs. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I like. Uh, the fact that someone pointed out that the Anginath is just some child's description of their dream dinosaur. It's like, it's a T-Rex, except it breathes fire, and it's got wings. <laughs> In the cool, and it yeah. loves the same cereal I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Anginath's cool. Um, more into fighting like Nergigante now. He's a He's a good fight. Um, Nergigante. Nergigante. <laughs> Sounds like he can dance well. Uh, he sure can. With little clappers. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually covered in spikes that clickety-clack all while he moves, so it makes sense. Great. Adds yeah. up. All right. Um, so that, that's for Monster Hunter. It, it goes. It's still great. It still goes. Yeah. It never stops. It will continue to go. Um, Stop the world. I went off. The other thing I've been really, really, really really wanting to play because i and you know briefly mentioned previously here um i got about halfway 
through the original Shadow of the Colossus on PS2 when I first got my chance to play that, which was actually in college. Um, okay. I remember when... Was it your PS2? Uh, yes. So I remember reading about Shadow of the Colossus and like watching videos of it on YouTube back when YouTube was like brand new. It only been out for like a year. So that gives you some time frame of like when I first discovered this game. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind that like up until college, I had never, ever owned a Sony console. Ah, uh, this this PS4 is the first okay. PS PS I've owned. Yeah, first PlayStation I've owned. Um, I think it was one summer or winter break. I came home from college, and a friend of my dad's at work was just like, "My son's throwing away his PS2. Does everyone does anyone want it?" And my dad like grabbed it for me. All right, no, no parent. That parent, that father was lying. My son <laughs> yeah. is throwing away his PS2. No, what was happening? <laughs> My son got a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there was, I am throwing away my son's PS2 because I think it's bullshit. <laughs> I've been down this road. Ask me about my NES that I no longer own. So, I I inherited <laughs> <Did> DUI. <laughs> yeah, f- at four years old. Nice. Uh, start them young. So I, I inherited a PS2 and a, and a bunch of games. Like he had a decent collection too. I got like everything in its case. It was pretty sweet. And uh, I didn't finally... have Sesame Street ABCs and one two threes because that's what I got for my NES. I didn't get that. Uh. Um, I got Bully, Rockstar's Bully, like the original <laughs> Rockstar's Bully. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then like I I think I messaged a couple people throughout. Um, like people I roommate, friends in college. Like guys, I got a PS2. What do I need to play? And my one of my best friends, Kyle, um, he was like the first person to be like, "Dude, I don't play any of my PS2 games anymore. I'm gonna bring you like 50, you know, like first day back at back at SCAD. I'm like, awesome. So I bring my PS2 back, and I'm looking through this. Like, Kyle got me everything I could ever want for this system. I got Shadow the Cl- he- NBA 03, <laughs> NBA 04. No, I'm talking the good stuff like Ratchet and Clank. NBA 05. He got me every Jack and Daxter. He got me uh, Shadow of the Colossus, Ico. I mean, this he had like everything, and he was just like, I don't play it anymore. It's all yours. Um, Damn. Yeah. Um, it's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> You've got yourself yeah. in an agreement. If I'm forgetting anything there, Kyle, or I got any of those wrong, let me know. Um, NBA 06. Kyle's <laughs> <laughs> like, well... You said you'd pay me 200 bucks for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you listen to these. Um, let's see. And uh, Our entire see. listenership is just all of Alex's friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember bringing it home, and my brother was actually even more enthralled to play Shadow of the Colossus than I was. Because, um, I mean, like I was really looking forward to it. I remember the cult following behind it. I remember thinking about how amazing this all was. Oh, I didn't think it was a cult following. I was I always had the impression that like when that game came out, it was like a revelation, and it just stayed in like the pantheon it, forever. From what I read, it actually didn't sell very well. Oh, okay. It came out, and it came out amongst a sea of so many other good PS2 games. Interesting. The month and season it came out, it was just not good for it. And it was a relatively unknown developer with not a whole lot of like promotional advertising behind it. So um, it sort of gained its its popularity, its fame as it went on. From the being... Adam Sandler movie, Rain Over Me. Yeah. It's where it really, really <laughs> hit its stride. Uh, yeah, it, it really, like, it sort of started picking up like, oh shit, this is a masterpiece. Like as as reviews came out and more, more information started seeping through the woodwork. Um, so... I had really, really, really wanted to play it. My brother finished it on that PS2 
I did my usual gaming ADD thing of getting like halfway through it and then completely forgetting about it and, and moving on to something else. Perhaps Monster Hunter. It would be around the same time. Fucking goddamn it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I When this came out, when the PS4 remake came out, that was like, my in my head, it was just like, oh shit, I can finally go back and, and play that and it will be bigger and more beautiful than ever before. You know, I'll have like a. This is like the same thing that happened when Ocarina of Time 3D came out. I never finished Ocarina of Time anywhere else until I got the 3D version. Yeah, I always played through it until like halfway through, and then I got that one. I was like, oh, that was way better. I never, I never played. I never had any N64, so mm-hmm. I, uh, I have Majora's Mask for 3DS somewhere, somewhere. I think yeah. everything's encased in this this tomb that is the coffee table. There's like shelves on the sides for it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I've I've now can say I've beaten Shadow of the Colossus as of last night. Um, Good job. Good job. Yeah. Um, Great job, son. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Tim and Eric, great job. Uh, I I love it. It's it's as every bit as stunning as everyone says it is. It's a story that really really hits you out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um. One that sort of builds through its gameplay, not just through its. I mean, there's not much I can say about this that hasn't already been said. Right. Like, I feel like, like I wish I can't. I, I played it when it came out originally right. because yeah. I feel like a lot has been spoiled for me. Um, so, things I can comment on that are just sort of relating to it being a remake and not just it being Shadow of the Colossus. Um, it is phenomenally gorgeous. Everything about that is there. Um, like, you're going to have your eyes like bleeding from beauty. By the end of it, that's um, yeah. You're, you're a painter with words. <laughs> it's 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 absolutely stunning. I'm excited, and uh, I have so many games I've borrowed that I need to play. <laughs> Haven't touched. And I've actually got more people behind you in line. So hurry okay, up. well I'll be I'll I'll put this in the front of the queue. I still I haven't gotten back to Horizon. It's also not a long game. It took me like eight hours. I right, which is what I'm probably what I'm most excited about is right. that there's a day. Small, there's a self-contained through line to that. Like, it's like, all right, I just got to kill all these colossi, easy peasy, we're done. Right. The uh, yeah, I'm excited. 2000, 2018's 2005 game of the year. <laughs> so, well, I I was following the game before it came out. Okay, and Did, I remember. Oh, really? Do you like, like Ico? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Ico. It's it's really beautiful, but it's like. Drag this light lady it's, everywhere. It's too spooky for me. The shadow creatures like just freak me out, and I get like way too anxious. But um, I remember like reading about it before like it was localized at all, and people just thought the main character's name was Wanda. <laughs> and I was like, "This Wanda and the Colossus game is gonna be hype." Wanda and the Colossus, <laughs> and it comes out, and I'm like, "Where's Wanda?" But then it was also the best game. Where's Wanda? <laughs> uh, basically, since Zelda 2, I've been waiting for Zelda 3. Zelda to be epic. Zelda 2 2. And like, I had fun with Ocarina of Time. It was a cool game. It was a good game. Uh, but I was just like, okay, that's cool. When Shadow of the Colossus came out, I was just like, okay, this was it. And that, 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 was, was, that was my Zelda. And that's why, like, for me, Shadow of the Colossus is always going to be the best Zelda until Nintendo gets their shit together. Until they put some <laughs> goddamn climbing mechanics into a Zelda. 
But, oh, uh, wait. <laughs> but yeah, so that might explain some of my uh, supposedly controversial opinions okay. on Zelda. I will say I really like the climbing animations in Shadow more. Like there's something yeah. more about the wild. And obviously he's climbing a a living thing, an organism that's moving around. So it's whipping him back and forth. Right. And then and Link is just like, huh, and then like just strutting up a, a, a cliffside. Yeah. Right, but I I can at least agree from that single perspective. I think there's there's something about uh, shadows climbing. What I really like about it is that like the developers seem to have taken it very seriously. Like the lore is very seriously handled. Like mm-hmm. everything is just very like. You're, not only is it like lovingly crafted, but it's like very seriously I, put together. To to just sort of build off that though, three things I would do before hopping into this. Go into your PS4 settings and turn achievement pop-ups off. Oh, okay. Um, Just so I'm not disturbed at all? Yeah. It was really jarring to kill a Colossi, and it's supposed to be like this big, sad, dramatic moment whenever you topple one of these things, and then just like, beep! Hooray! You did it! And I'm just like, that's... (laughs) It's like totally counterintuitive. Um, Two... Uh, the game has a photo mode. It'll ask you at the beginning if you want to turn that on. Don't for your first playthrough. It's cool to get some fun shots like later after you've gone through it once, but don't bother with it first. Okay. Um, and I think second, uh, in if you, you know, pause the game. There's a menu. There's an options in the menu called stats. Just don't look at that for your first playthrough either. Okay. It's kind of weird. Okay. Um, Everything else, just just yeah. I should very just, pure. I should just turn off trophies just in general, just because. Yeah. The yeah. novelty of unlocking a trophy or achievement's kind of worn off. Yeah, I turned it off for this and I just kind of went back to other games and I'm like, I don't miss it. You know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in any game. So, yeah. like, not since the heady days of Xbox 360. I don't, I don't feel that same. I don't get that same thrill yeah. when I hear it. My, my text tone is the Xbox achievement unlock sound, <laughs> which I really like. Gotta get your fix. Like, when I had to reset my phone, I was like, I need. Get this back on. But so, yeah, you like it? Yeah, it's really, really good. I'm excited to play it. Definitely hop into that soon. Um, Enjoy it. Hop in. Just hop in <laughs> to that. Hop in. Colossi hopping. There's, oh, uh, God. So I've got like, that was what, two of seven? Uh, Let's see. Let's talk about Nog. Gnog. 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 Is really, really cute. Is it fun? I love it. Okay. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's it looks great. It's a super simple premise. It's just a like the goal was to make these as like physical as possible. They're just toys that you interact with, little puzzle boxes, but each one has sort of like a chain of puzzles to solve before you get this grand big reward, which is the little the little head puzzle box sings to you. That's great. It's so charming. I'm on board. And so adorable. It's it's awesome. I love. I don't know. I, 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 it, it felt like Mario Odyssey where like the entire time I was just like grinning ear to ear, like, oh, this is so lovely. Look at these cute heads doing their thing. So, um, Corey Schmitz, who made the new Shadow of the Colossus logo, he also made the, oh. can make co ops new logo. The, okay. The developer. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a multicolored K O underscore O P, but it looks really good. But also it blinks. Like it's, it turns into eyes and a mouth. Oh, right, right, when, right. Yeah, when it animates. I like, uh, Corey Schmitz does good work. Yeah. I like his stuff. Um, I do like co-op modes. Uh, their um, their games are pretty great, and I've been eyeing this one for a while, and just really wanted a way to play it because it was PS4 only for a while, and then it came out on mobile, but only on iPhone. So that pissed me off. What are you British? Mobile? 
Yeah. That's what you call it. No, you call it <laughs> mobile. Whatever. All right. Stateside, we call that mobile. God damn it. All right. Um, I don't know where all my language comes from. Dude. IRA, Hincel agent. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> Moving and then, on. And then, like, it was... I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> it was... Uh, and then it's like, it's been slated for a Steam release forever now. I don't know when it's actually coming out on Steam. So, so you play it was, on PS4? So, yeah. I got it on PS4. And... Um, and Double Fine published it. Yes. It's a weird experience just because having, like, it's clearly built for, like, touchscreens or VR controllers. So playing it with just, like, a regular PS4 controller is definitely odd. Um, so what, do you have, like, a cursor on screen? Right. You're, you're it, the, the only buttons you use are, like, left stick to move the cursor, X to, like, basically... <laughs> execute. Right. Do whatever the cursor's on, which is... Then you can, like, hold it to grab things and then move the cursor to, like, pull levers and spin things or, like, pull things up. Okay. Yeah, it's just a... It's a toy. It's, like, a physical object that you're interacting with, which is great. Um, definitely, I think it's meant for VR. So, I did... I think I probably... Wait, is there a VR version? Yeah, you can play it on PSVR. Oh, wow. Um, like, it, it clearly was designed with that in mind to sort of enhance the physicality of it. Uh, and so I definitely played it in, like, the worst possible way, which was just on my screen with a controller on my couch. The worst possible way. <laughs> this is an inferior way to experience video games. I mean, just this one, which, like I said, clearly designed right. for either VR or a touchscreen were, were, like, probably what they were shooting for. Um... But I still loved it. Still fell in love with like what they were trying to achieve. It's uh, it's beautiful. It's lovely. Um, the the heads are super cute, and like I said, it's just the best reward ever when you finish that puzzle. They just they just sing to you. It's great. Um, That's cool. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna preface this by asking if either of you are Gundam fans. Uh, know anything uh, about Gundam? Universal Century. <laughs> All right, all right. They're they're uh, they're robot men. <laughs> they're mobile suits, right? People pilot them. Okay, they're worse than Transformers. What? Oh, never mind. Get wow. out, Dylan. Get out. This wrong. is my house. You actually, this yeah. Is, get out. Yeah, you need to leave, <laughs> leave this Earth. <laughs> Getting my Gundam and rocking into the stars. You know where all I'm right. going? Cybertron. All right, look. So. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm your generic white nerd. I like mechs. I like mechs a lot. Gundam speaks to me on a on a on a spiritual level. But what about Transformers? They're all right. Um, but but Transformers are shitty toys at best, <laughs> and an amazing movie at bestest. <laughs> Wait, which one? The animated. Okay. One. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now the Michael Bay one still in Jesus. Uh, bots raise their battle to destroy the evil forces <laughs> of the Gundams. Um, so it but Gundam was, is better. Yeah, Gund- Gundam is way better. Shut your fucking mouth. Gundam has been a franchise for a far longer. What does it mean anything? B like okay, wait. Well, okay, here's do, what do means Transformers it's have a, a life size statue in Japan that you can climb into? Again, means nothing. No, it means everything. <laughs> Japan worshiping this anime. What's that mean? There has been a lot of bad Gundam. There's been a lot of bad Gundam. There's been a lot of bad Transformers. Although, I will point out that the most recent two Gundam series are like some of the best Gundam anime there's been. Let me... Let me okay. Does Dude, Iron-Blooded Orphans is fantastic. Does... Is there, what? A, is there a Gundam that's huge and then transforms into a small pistol that another Gundam can pick up and shoot? Defying the laws of physics eight different ways. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> 
Uh, no, wait, there is. Okay, wait, no, no, no. Oh, I will say, I will say. We've activated him. <laughs> never mind. I'm thinking of microcons. I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I think Iron Blooded Orphans is really, really good. How do we all feel about uh, uh it's, Dinobots? It's not Beast Wars for me, boy. <laughs> I don't know. I, wait, is Beast Wars Dinobots? I don't even know. I don't know. Animorphs. <laughs> 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 all right look it's at least better than seed can we agree on that yeah okay cool it's watchable yeah absolutely um i'd argue that point yeah well, dylan you don't even know be, what we're talking dylan about. would not be able to watch it i would not <laughs> recommend it to dylan yeah um thunderbolt's better I want thunderbolt's s- pretty good not steamed hands but edited like a, a gundam episode <laughs> <laughs> oh geez there'd be so many lasers dude um <laughs> i'm just like trying to picture that now the one, the only thing I like about Seed that I'll, I'll actually get into here is the is the designs. I think it's got some of the coolest looking Gundams the whole series has ever had. But uh, drag race going on yeah, outside. That's fun. Um, so uh, there is an arcade game that's incredibly popular in Japan. Um, that is based on Gundam, and the whole premise of the arcade game is you're actually like climbing into a cockpit. And piloting the Gundam, it's this, like like, f- like the Firestorm or the the fuck. What, what did we play last year at Magfest? Not this year, or last year. You weren't there, but you, <laughs> you didn't experience. I remember. This. <laughs> fuck, I gotta remember what it's called. But go ahead. I'm uh, so it's like virtual on, except everyone's got their own individual cockpit that I believe like seals around you, like the door closes. Like right. it, it does so much to the experience. Is virtual on good? Yeah. Okay. No. I like virtual on. Mason it's was like. Fun. Freaking out about virtual on um, it's I love cool. Magfest, but he never got a chance to play it because people are always you'll on that sit machine. down and play it and be like, "What the fuck are these controls?" And then once you get a hang of them, it's like this is the best game. Nobody's ever in history gotten a hang of them though, dude. I I I'm good at virtual on. All right, anyway, we're gonna <laughs> this guy. <laughs> um, but imagine like it's it's all designed to simulate a Gundam cockpit, right? Okay. And then um, BattleTech was the thing we played last year where it was like mul- multiple oh, okay. ones of those but they were all land together so you're playing so it's like a mech warrior yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah okay i like that um so yeah and and i think what's also cool about the arcade games i'm gonna touch on for a sec is they've got uh apparently you can buy like a keychain that has like an nfc thing in it that stores your save data so you can come back to this arcade and like have your own little profile yeah but japanese arcades also have like fucking like like token cards where it's like your freaking like coupon codes like you get punches on them and then you slide it in and like that's how you spend your money some crazy ass shit i mean i guess circuit works that way too yeah um so anyway this game uh has been a japan arcade only thing for a long time and then i was reading back when i was researching getting the ps4 like what kind of exclusives does it have oh it's got a port of the Japanese Gundam arcade game available in the U.S. And I'm just what? like, I really want to try that. <laughs> like, this came out recently, did it? Because I've seen other people talk about like, this. Uh, yeah, like a year ago, maybe? Oh, I thought it was like no, no, no. a it, month or two back. It, it's, not like, it's not like two or three months. It's more like seven or eight. Got it, but got yeah, it, got um, it's it's getting close ish to a year, I believe. But um yeah, I, I just I've always wanted to try a decent Gundam game where it feels like I'm actually piloting a Gundam and it's nowhere near the level of sitting in an arcade cabinet uh cockpit, but it's pretty good. And another 
game inferior than the VR version. I should have played. Should have played this PSVR. <laughs> Did you ever play the Dreamcast Gundam game? Uh, I didn't. Although sad story. I think something? I've I've uh, I downloaded it for an emulator. And I played like five minutes of it once. It's really good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I I remember liking what I could play, but the emulator couldn't run it super well. So I was a little stuck. Um, what I like about this one is it's clearly built for fans of the anime. There's so much fan service going on in it. Um, you'll probably be able... Oh, boy. Not that kind of fan service. I'm talking like... Um, oh, well, I was just shitting on fan service in general. Okay. Um, well, uh, you might be. You might need to help me out with this one. Do you remember the series? Um, the Gundam series were like the one of the big finale episodes is the main villain's mech. They like drop a road on him, like a bridge. And then it's uh, that whole scene where he like shoots his hand up from the rubble and then picks up a chunk of highway and throws it at him. They like think they got him for half a second and then it's this big terrifying moment where no, he's still alive. And then like... It was like the... Was that like a blue Zaku? Yeah, it was a Zaku. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you can... <laughs> All right. Um... I remember there's it, like more information. There's like more information on the Gundam Wikipedia than there is on Wikipedia. So. <laughs> there's there's a lot of series and a lot of world building going on at any point in this game I, in I, this franchise. There's a point where I was looking up the name of the 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 guy that founded or runs Wikipedia, and so I went to the Wikipedia page for Wikipedia, and I just kind of sat there for a second, like, where did my life go wrong? This is it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> We've reached the precipice. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, it, it's like got things like where that particular character, you can play as him and, and the blue. Is just a fighting game or? Kind of. I'll get into that. Um, and, and the blue Zaku and one of his special moves is he like summons a chunk of highway and throws it. Nice. Yeah. So it's stuff like that where they like reference a lot of stuff that happened throughout the, all of the series, like all the way up to Iron Blooded Orphans. I just gotta say, I like the phrase chunk of highway. <laughs> That would be uh, a good 90s grunge band name. That is a good 90s. Yeah, I like that. Um, so it's it's a like third-person <laughs> free-roam fighting game, much more similar to Virtual On than any of your usual fighting games. Yeah. Um, and uh, But it's got some really neat mechanics that keep it pretty different from most other fighting games I know. For instance, um, you've got like attack timing going on, but you can cancel out of any attack like at any point by spending like a certain amount of meter that's constantly recharging. So all of your combos can be fairly instantaneous. You can eliminate the end point, like like the, the recovery the recovery timing period yeah. of any of your attacks by just pressing one button. And then it like, like I said, it spends a bit of meter and then that meter recharges uh, slowly throughout the entire fight. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought that was super neat. Because it allows for some really creative comboing. And once you get super good at that system, you're an unstoppable god. Um, at least to anyone who isn't good at that system. Um, there's also like 80 plus characters and another like 30 that you can buy through DLC. I mean, they've got like every single uh, mobile suit from like every single franchise. I don't like it. <laughs> Universal Century only. Well, yeah, you can play as those. Yeah, and without anyone else. Uh, well, everything. So, yeah. I mean, you got the Iron Blooded Orphans ones. You got, like I said, like I don't, I don't like the seed anime, but I've always liked the seed designs. And I actually like those. Have been some of my favorite kits to make because I like making the models too. Yeah. Um, and so I actually sort of gravitated. I've been lately maining one of the seed uh mobile suits. It's like uh 
I'm putting you to sleep, Dylan. What kind of Decepticons <laughs> are in the game? Uh, none. Not even Soundwave. Well, you do have. I think there's a few that can turn into a plane, but ah, uh, some so, some Star Screams. <laughs> I know you're upset, but uh, I'm not upset. Okay, I, I got yeah. a chance to chillax. Yeah, Gundam is better. It is, but you really have to cherry pick Gundam. Gundam has higher highs and lower lows than Transformers. I'll oh. say that. I don't know how feel, like lower lows than the Michael Bay films. I think, that, like, if you go back and watch the original Transformers TV show, there's some pretty low lows. Oh yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna stand here and defend that. Like, you can't even defend the Batman animated series anymore because it's just so, so not good. I haven't seen it since I was Still a kid. Don't good. ruin it for me. I like Batman animated series. I've watched it recently. Mm. Mm. My brother's got all that one downloaded. We watch it some sometimes. And Justice League Unlimited holds up more than. Those earlier shows, I that I'll agree with, but the know. um, I don't know. They say shit in the movie. Will the Transformers movie? Yeah, Spike yeah, Wiki Orson. goes, "Oh shit!" Also has Orson Welles as uh, Unicron. Yeah, <laughs> <in> his last <laughs> credited role. God, what a what a way to go out, man. <laughs> Fuck. Thanks. Also Orson got Wells. Eric Idle. Wait, oh, really? I don't know who yeah. that is. One of the Monty, Monty Python. Python. No, oh, he plays one? one of the junkyard robot. Oh, uh, all right, all right. He does do like uh, voice work fairly often. Like him and and John Cleese, yeah, are, are in a lot of cartoons. They which um, is funny to me. I just like the thing about the Transformers movies how they killed off all the Transformers just so they could sell new toys. <laughs> <laughs> so you say, here's your Rodimus Prime and Blur, yeah, and fuck you, little kids. <laughs> you want a new Optimus? Fuck you. It's good. It's good. It's a good movie. We should all watch it. So anyway, I like Gundam versus. Um, if you like Gundam and you like fighting games, uh, give it a shot. What if I hate both those things? <laughs> then don't buy it, Dylan. I don't know what to tell you. I feel like recommendations for me. I feel like Dylan could get into like I brought you one seventies <laughs> and eighties space opera anime. Oh, he might. One day I'll sit down it's and watch. It's not very uh, anime. Cowboy, cowboy, bebop. Oh yeah, bebop. Do that. Cowboy Mbop. There's a. Sh- <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. It just hit me. Can you make that a shirt? Bop. <laughs> but it's going to be the Nirvana font. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Ed has some good, like, Nirvana like hacker uh, insignias. This shirt is going to be amazing. What's the band's <laughs> name? It's. Stantham? What's what's that? Stantham with with seven no, no, S's. No, but what's the <laughs> no? What's the band's name that does Mbop? Hanson. Hanson. Okay. Yeah. I saw I saw a a Nirvana shirt once. It said Nirvana, but it was a picture of Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. That's really good. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on from Gundam. Um, what is it? I during the road trip to and from playthrough, I picked up. Uh, I was playing a little bit of Valhalla. So how it's pronounced, but it's spelled oh, like, right. like capital V A dash one one elite speak, and then like Hall dash A or something. That's a visual novel, isn't it? Kind of. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. I get that in read only memories mixed up. Okay. Yeah, I can see the similarity. Valhalla is the bartender sim. Yes. Yeah. Um, where the most gameplay there is is you're mixing drinks, and it's kind of a puzzle to figure out how exactly to mix them for people. Um, but mostly what you do is, uh, and, and I do actually like that apparently how much alcohol you mix into it 
Um, they explain at the beginning that like the alcohol bit that you throw in there is just like pure, and they can't taste it, but it will make them like more uh, drunk, and that will apparently change how the story goes. Interesting. That's sort of exactly how it works. Is just how good your drinks are is what affects it, not your choices per se. I like how yeah. the amount of alcohol you put in a drink is equivalent to how good you are at making drinks, how good your mixology <laughs> skill is. It's just all right. This is just this is just all right. This is ninety five percent vodka and then just a splash of orange no, juice. I, I think Enjoy. it just changes it. Like if you still like make everything else wrong, they're still upset. They're like, this isn't what I ordered, and then like the story goes in a different direction or whatever. Um. But yeah, I mean, largely it's it's just sort of following along with a lot of characters that are given expose on how the world is built, and then as it goes on, you get uh, attached to one single character arc that's happening, that kind of all of the previous characters are going to start mixing into. It's this cool funneling of it, and I'm not done with it, I'm only like half, I, I don't know how far I am through it, and honestly, but I do like what I've played so far, and so I might go back to it. I might be completely off, but then that game get kind of like raunchy i don't think so does read only memories get kind of raunchy maybe i'm just thinking of lady killer in a bind i don't know maybe (laughs) i don't know where i am i mean it is a visual novel but they sort of threw off all of the none of the romance aspects of it yeah like you're not doing a whole lot of romancing you're kind of just learning you're 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 being playing the role of a bartender which is you are learning like everyone in the city stories i like that that seems cool Mm -hmm. it's cyberpunk right Yes. Yeah. That seems cool. Oh, also, another cool thing I like, um, before each night starts up, before each shift that you take, uh, you actually pick out every song that plays on the jukebox. Yes. And (laughs) X-Files theme 50 times. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently that also affects who comes in, like who of like the random, like there's, there's, there's scripted ones that like, you know, she's supposed to come in on this day and talk to you, but there's also like random people and they might be lured in by certain kinds of music. And so you have to kind of learn that. Yeah. I'm on board. There's some neat tricks to it. It was really cool. There's so many games. There's so many goddamn games. Too many games. Why is there so many video games? Can we get like just a federal like restriction on game making? (laughs) Only 300 games allowed per year. We're just like no games can be worked on or released in the next six months. (laughs) Give everyone a chance to work on their back catalog. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um... So anyway, yeah, I like Valhalla. I, I give it a recommendation. Before Valhalla. Yeah, I, I spelled it correctly on the show notes. I had to look it up. Capital V, capital A. So like Virginia, dash, 11, space, hall, dash, A. Yeah. There you go. Hall, dash, oats, dash, <laughs> dash four. Um, I picked up Battlefield 1 because it was 20 bucks along with Titanfall 2, and both were like the ultimate game of the year, every DLC included edition. So you rebought Titanfall for... Well, so here's how it worked. The sale was kind of dumb. This is what happens, all right? Yeah. I am just permanently addicted to competitive FPSs, and so if I don't buy one, <laughs> my doctor tells me I will die. So here's the funny thing, right? I, I hear a I, I hear through the grapevine, Titanfall 2 is 10 bucks on PS4. I'm like, oh, okay, I might rebuy that. Like, just, you know, passing interest. And I'm like, oh... Also, if you buy it with Battlefield 1, it's 20 bucks. And I'm like, oh, all right, I'll look into that. I kind of wanted to try Battlefield 1. And I'm thinking, like, all right, if Titanfall 2 is, is 10 bucks and Titanfall 2 with Battlefield 1 is 20, maybe Battlefield 1 by itself is just 10 bucks right now and I'll just buy that because I already have Titanfall 2. 
No, Battlefield 1 is still also 20 bucks on its own on sale right now. I don't understand, Sony. Figure out your sales, please. So, what the fuck? I just buy the bundle. Because, sure. Why not? Yeah, I didn't... Tony, inst- it looks like you nailed that sale. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Never mind. Yeah, you, 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 your plan worked. Kazarai's <laughs> like, leaving on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> So I just didn't install Titanfall 2. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been, but, but I did want a big ass game, isn't it? File size wise, yeah, it's like 30 gigs. Oh, I thought it was more. Than Battlefield that. 1's 80. Yeah, so I thought Titanfall 1 was like 60 gigs on PC or something. Yeah, because they didn't compress their sound files. Oh. <laughs> They're just raw OGG Vorbis files. Oh, <laughs> and it's just hogs are good. They're still that's like... Will's method. <laughs> that's why all of his games are like 20 gigs. <laughs> hey, my game right now. Is under a megabyte. Ooh, yeah, nice. All right, good compression going on. No, no compression. It's eight, it's eight sprite tiles. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. I do pixel art. <laughs> the best compression. Um. So yeah, it's Titanfall Two is not too bad. They solve that problem. Um, but Battlefield One is like eighty freaking gigs. It's, That's a lot. So as soon as I feel like I'm done with it, it's off my system. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not big into <laughs> downloading games into the PS4. I'll download games. Till the sun comes up for Switch, I don't like but. getting up to switch discs out. That's all. Yeah, if, yeah. I, I, I just I'm don't just like. I'm so comfy. I just want to hit one button and scroll over to my other game I want to play. The most popular game on my PS4 right now is Netflix. So I mean, I'm not really doing a lot of switching. <laughs> all right. Um. So anyway, Battlefield One. Uh. So far, so good. I haven't really gotten through it enough to give a decent impression. Um. It's got that generic. Call of Duty-esque first-person shooter issue where I die really fast and it's really hard to tell what the hell just happened and I'm dying a lot. Well, there's a kill cam, right? Uh, eh. You mean eh? No, not in multi... Well, okay, in multiplayer, not in single player. Oh, Single player, it is the most annoying thing, okay? Like, they they figured out the worst possible death, death screen to do. It, like... It like zoom- some quotes. No, it like <laughs> zooms out from your character and like pans up to the sky where there's clouds, and then it like gives you your character's name, and then like the year they were born and the year they died, and then like if for like the first time you see it, it's like oh wow that's kind of sweet, you know, it, it like gives a little meaning to it, and then you just respawn as that character. Let's go again. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm like oh okay, and then you die, and you keep seeing that name and that year, and I'm just like. Tom Cruise. <laughs> just like whoever the hell you were and whatever year you died, except you've seen it 15 times already and like I get it, you know? Yeah, it's better than like some fucking Archduke Ferdinand quote or something. Yeah. Or some Woodrow Wilson. Whatever it was Medal of Honor did. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I, I do like that there is finally a World War One game because this is a period of history that just doesn't get explored a ton in video games. It was Valiant Hearts. Um, that's that's that, one that UB art game. Um, but I mean, like most everything does covers like World War Two and on. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it's been a while since we've had something like this. In that sense, it's neat. Um, I like how period accurate nearly everything is. Um, including some things you didn't know that they've got like cool files on, um, backed up by a few historians. Like all of the tanks were painted apparently really bright colors, and apparently that was like a better camouflage at a distance where they were supposed to be. Interesting. And, yeah. Um. There's some neat stuff going on. Um, you also get to play as a bird for like two minutes and the first mission. Love Assassin's Creed. 
there's there's literally like a bit where the tank like your your, your first set of missions is you're following a tank squad um and their only means of communication is a pigeon or a dove. Oh. Yeah. So they're actually like and, and so they get notes to it. Yeah, they get stuck in the mud and they're being like a, like surrounded on all sides being fired upon and they're like this is our only means of of being saved. Uh Take this bird, straps like a note to it, and sends it out the window. And all of a sudden, you're controlling the bird, and you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> you're being shot at? No. Oh, you're just flying it's, it. It's a it's a very neat little slow mo. Like you're just sort of surveying the battlefield that you would pre like spent the entire level crossing over, and like slow motion as this bird is like and like heavenly music is playing. It feels very World War One movie esque, cinematic. Um, and Beginning then, of Warcraft three. The raven flying Kinda. over everything. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot like that. Um, uh, the beginning of Shadow of the Colossus. What is that? Uh, it's a game for it's a, PS2. It's, it's um, yeah. Well, I don't have oh, PS2. Oh, that was the thing I forgot to mention about that. Make sure you watch. Don't skip the opening cutscene. Oh, I don't I don't, I don't skip cutscenes. The, well, the only thing I have it been It comes skipping. up before the menu and gives you the option to skip it. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah I usually do. watch through that. Okay. The first right. time around. Um. The... uh. The only thing I have been skipping cutscenes in, which slight segue, I played the Dragon Quest Builders oh, okay. demo on Switch. It is fine. Like I, I haven't gotten really in deep into it. Um, oh my god, the tutorialization though. It's just you just picked up a stick. A stick can be used for this. And it could also be used for this. Also, did you know these five fun facts about sticks? Bip, 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 bip. I was like, God damn it! Just let me just build my shit. <laughs> Battlefield right. 1. Yeah, I'm only like a few missions into it, but I'm currently sort of enjoying the single player. Yeah, I heard the campaign's cool. It's, yeah, good story so far. Um, Feels like a really decent Brothers in Arms-esque World War One drama. And uh, I hear there's an unwinnable scenario, like at the beginning. Yes. The, the very first scenario is like you're supposed to just die a lot. You keep switching people. Yeah. My friend was playing it and he was like, yeah, I was just like killing these Germans over and over and over and over and over again. And the game wouldn't progress. I had no idea what was going on. I was See, like, I was terrible and uh, died a lot. Yeah. I'm well, still getting the use. Like I've been playing uh, shooters on PC so much. been playing real shooters. Yeah. On a real platform. Exactly. Which leads into my next topic. I got Overwatch for PS4. So now I'm playing that on PS4 now, uh, I guess. And I'm terrible at it because I don't know how to aim anymore. Because I don't know. It's bad. Go, Dan, you're really bad at this game. <laughs> <laughs> Keyboard and mouse, the superior first-person shooter implement. Sure, Twin, fine. Two what sticks. How the hell do I do this? I'm still one, getting used one, to it. One's for moving, one's for looking. Yeah. Gotta look real good. Same as keyboard and mouse. Look real good. Anything Anything else? That has been my entire... I played... Your video game Sojourn? Yeah, since last time I was on here. That's a lot of games, man. I, it's been sort of hopping back and forth, but yeah. Will, you've been playing a lot of games too, right? Yeah. Yeah? Tell me about all the games you've been playing. How many games have you been playing? One. You set them up for that, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing? I've been playing Zelda. Zelda 2? Breath of the Wind. Uh... Fart of the wild. Ten out of ten. I gotta yeah, tell you, eleven out of ten. Crank it up. It's so good, right? It's the best game. Everything makes sense. Isn't like, isn't it Everything like so is, Miyazaki? It's, it's so basically flawless. like you play like a Miyazaki movie from start to finish. Yeah. yeah. 
while also Dark Souls. And everything's so perfect. There's no tutorialization that Zelda games are famous for. Nothing that bogs you down. Nothing. Yeah. And it's just like straight into you just go anywhere and you're it's just like meaningful interactions everywhere. Yeah. And everything can be skipped. Well, I'm glad we we reached an accord yeah. on this. Yeah. The uh, Breath of the Wild game of the year. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Oh, yeah. It won another one. Did you see that? What? Wow. Dice Awards happened oh, last week. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a bunch of people. So what have you been playing? <laughs> really? That's all you got? That's all you got for me? Well, okay. Tell not us, ready, you're tell not us ready about, to throw like, down on, on Breath of the Wild? You've been talking a lot about how you don't like the plateau, but um, we Bakla? saw something this morning about you getting off the plateau, and yeah. suddenly it's it's fun now, so... No, it didn't get fun after I got off the plateau. <laughs> got, well, okay, you got to the castle, that's right. It got fun once I got to the castle. At the Hyrule. Yeah. Hyrule Castle. Um. Yeah, the plateau was way worse than I thought it would be. Uh, I thought it was just going to be a really fun tutorial, and it was just like, it was bad. It was I don't bad. know. I had fun. Did you have fun, Alex? Yeah, I liked I it. It was it was a good tutorial. Well, be be honest with me. How much of this do you think is just confirmation bias? Because I mean, let's be fair. You have been dunking on this game for a long time, so that okay. Well, let me let partially me solidify your opinion before even walking into. This let me stuff. start here. Zelda games, since they've gone 3D, have never had good intros. Can we agree on that? Like, I mean, eh, I mean, it's pretty if, universal. If you that, strip like, my nostalgia away. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, the, I, I think I remember like every like every time I want to try playing through a Zelda game, I've beaten like a 3D Zelda game, I've beaten again. I'm always just like, ah, oh, shit! But I got to sit through the hour of yeah, like yeah, the opening. Like that, bit. That's yeah. exactly how I judge an intro to a game, and like. I didn't have fun with the intro of Zelda. So I don't even remember what happens. Like you wake up, you walk outside, you talk to the old man, and then he just kind of points out tower, and then the, from the tower it says find four shrines, go to those, and then kind of leaves you from there. Like, unless I'm missing something. You're the one who's played it more most recently, so. Uh yeah, it's just like you have to do these bunch of tutorials. Okay. <laughs> just everything about so so here's the problem is it's just like you want to go over there. No, you can't go over there. Oh. What do you mean by over there? Like off the plateau yeah. or Yeah, but it's like a staging area. Yeah. Is that a problem? Yeah. Why? Because it's not so if it was just like you go out of the cave and then the world is your oyster, that would be one thing. If it was you get out of the cave and you have to get the four shrines to get off the plateau, that'd be another thing. But the entire time, it's just like, don't you want this glider? Do they hint at the glider before yeah. you get it? Yeah. The, the second because time he you uses see the old it? guy, yeah, he's he like, uses oh, it to like fly and up. To and you. Link is like, give me that. Well, that's one of your dialogue options. Yeah. <laughs> the only one that's correct. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like I like this ghost dad. <laughs> You're not my real dad. <laughs> You're not my real ghost dad. <laughs> ghost dad is the best name for him, by the way. The uh, I don't know. The first, honestly, so like, okay, I was like, okay, I'm down. I go to the first shrine, and I'm like, this is fun. And like, I was having some fun. I go to the second shrine, and I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I can get into this. And then the third shrine, when it's like, uh-oh, the mountain's cold. That's like when the the plateau lost me forever. 
Right, he's like that was that was as much patience like, you I had. I can't for deal it. with a weather system on top of everything else. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like so the weather system isn't like there's some cool things that can happen every one in a million interactions with the game with the weather system, but mostly it's there just to be a dick. Like there's, like what's cool about the weather system? I just feel like that <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that same argument could be used for another game of why that game's weather system is good. Like yes, it's a, it can be a pain in the ass, but what's interesting is is that it's a it's another it's another system to 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 meddle with or that meddles with you. Okay, so here's here's another example of a weather system. Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain. You have rain and you have sandstorms. Both of those things are like bonuses, right? So it's the like rain reduce visibility, reduces yeah. visibility, reduces the sound you make. Yeah, and the sandstorm is basically like, here's my chance to literally go through like an entire encampment and murder everyone before the sandstorm stops. So actually, I do remember reading that apparently, um, if you have your HUD turned on to the point where you can see like the whole like here's the sound Link is making thing. Um, you can notice that if you're walking on sand or snow, you are actually making less noise. So that's one reason for right, the climate system. I mean, just one. You don't I'm know not saying you're wrong. Where that sound is like reaching at any, like there's no to be fair, you don't know an MGSV. Yeah, I would argue you don't. It's like yeah. you, you know you're making sound. You don't like, know like right. in, in all fairness, Breath of the Wild gives you a HUD element even that MGS doesn't. That tells you how much noise you're making. No, no. Wait. Metal Gear Five does. Yeah. Does the, it? the circle that circles around Snake. Isn't that like your sound bar? Wait, what? You, you might be thinking of four. I might be thinking four, of four gives you so much information. Four will tell you exactly like what sound travels where. Okay. No, and but but really isn't cool. there like a little like dotted line thing? Yeah, that the, circles well, around. No, that's in four, but there is like a awareness sort of. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I just haven't found. A compelling enough reason, for, like if if I was in charge of Zelda Breath of the Wind, I would have said like, "What's the compelling reason for this?" And they'd be like, "Oh, well, in cold, you get cold and you die." And I'd be like, "That's not, that's not compelling to me." Like, "Oh, well, when it rains, you can't do the thing that makes this game so special: climbing." That's not like that's not compelling to me. Like, I was having a lot of fun in the castle. I had to literally just stop and wait for five minutes because my choices were to like jump off this cliff I've gotten onto and die or climb up and slip off. And so like, I was just like, I guess I'll just wait for five minutes. I think I want to Google just how many different things the weather affects. Cause I feel like there's more that I'm forgetting, but I mean, I do feel like you're right on that account. Oh, don't give him that. Don't well, give no, him no, that. No, He's no, going to no. latch on to the that. The point is I that think... these are the things that have surfaced from the weather situation. Sure. Okay. This is well, what you have seen I, so far. I, I, will, yeah. I, will, I will agree that like the weather system is not like... It doesn't play both sides. It's mostly a negative, right? I don't think that means that the game is bad. Like, yes, it's a frustrating thing I don't, to I wouldn't even work see the game, say the game is bad. I'd say the plateau is bad, but <laughs> okay. I never thought that the game would be bad. I would have always... If you had asked me a month ago what I would like, what I feel like that game would be rated, I'd say like seven or eight out of ten. Okay. 
which is like a good game. Which is like well, it's just like what most Zeldas have been rated. In yeah. The, yeah, like the past couple, at least like well, Twilight Princess and given given a year or two after they come out, Skyward Sword. <laughs> it's always like ten out of ten. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I was mentioning the the whole the Zelda cycle happens to every single game. You know, new Zelda comes out and it's not nearly as good as old Zelda was. You know, until new Zelda comes out and then old Zelda wasn't that bad. And like <laughs> new Zelda sucks. <laughs> so yeah, the plateau was trash for me. And like another thing about it was just like, so all the things that you have to do to weather the cold are just like bad fetch quests to me like if it was just eating the peppers okay i could deal with that if it was just lighting your boko torch okay i could deal with that if it was just finding the old man's shirt i can deal with that but each of those also has like a grocery list of other shit you have to do in order for that to work so i I don't i don't remember much from the plateau I kind of want to go back and try it now, just to see what I remember. You'll be like, "When can I get off this fucking plateau?" Maybe, maybe. I, a, I just felt oh. so much freedom from the the climbing. I feel like the climbing just distracted me from any sort of negative that could that I might have recognized. Not saying I would have, but I don't know. I'd really dislike the climbing. Uh, the climbing's not bad. It's, it's bad. No shadow of the colossus. Well, so the climbing is so unbearably slow that it's just like not good. Well, it's like that at the beginning. You and you can jump. You can throw yourself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the at the cost of more stamina. Stamina, right, right. But then, like, because your stamina gauge is so small at the beginning, like, yeah, it takes forever to get anywhere. But like, once you unlock. Once you get more stamina and unlock the Rito power that just lets you jump up into the air, like climbing becomes way more fun and less of a like but it's cool. I like that ramp. I like the ramp of like these this is like this is seems like a a unmountable challenge. Like especially cuz when I first left the plateau, my goal was to go to all of the spirit towers, mm-hmm. which was from for some of them a big fucking mistake. Because they're really hard to get to f- at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, especially the one that's at Death Mountain. Because if you come at it from the wrong side, you just catch on fire. Oh, yeah. You thought the weather system was bad? Yeah, wait till wait you get to, till the, you get to the volcano. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, so to me, if you if you say the climbing system is good because you have like four wheels of thing, to me that represents having to do like 80 shrines. And I just don't want to do that. But the shrines are fun. The shrines are like not worth the walk. <laughs> uh, I disagree. I feel like the shrines is like ninety percent of that I, game. I'll say that like happening upon shrines is fun. Yeah, yeah. The exploration, finding shrines, like when you first have not discovered any shrines, and you climb a spirit tower and you can just mark them at a distance, and then you make it your goal. No, All see, right, I'm I don't gonna like get to that, that one. I well, like, what do you like? <laughs> you I like, like, like so. Okay, here's my here's my post plateau playthrough. Uh, I PPP. glided straight towards the um, castle. Right. I went off horse? to the... No, I didn't see any horses. Uh, I went off to the tower, the central tower, I guess it was what it was called. Yeah, okay. Uh, I climbed up that, and then I went towards the castle. And then uh, on the way, I went to a shrine that was like one of the feats of strength yeah. shrines. Yeah, one of the combat ones. And that was fun. I like that. But like the tutorial when it was like, 
go up here and mark all the shrines and then make it your job to go to all of them. Like I wasn't into that. I, I that's like that. I don't know. I enjoy that. That was like a fun loop for me of like going up a tower, spying the shrines, flying down, and then you know some of them are difficult to get to, and then later on some of them are like puzzle based. So like you only like there's one where there's a puzzle like the Rito that plays the accordion gives you a puzzle, and the solution is you have to sh- shoot an arrow into the sky, and that makes the the shrine appear. And there's like a bunch of those, and then there are like I don't know. That's and then and then at some point when you've found all the shrines that you can visibly see easily. There are some that are like, oh, this is in like the crook of a hill or this is like in a, in a little sea cove so you can't see it from like an aerial point of view. You then are just using your your little Sheikah Slate pinger that lets you know that you're close by one. And I think just all the geographic formations that are in yeah, that game. I think game, finding those shrines would be fun. So that's what where I'm at as like... You just need to walk around, is, yeah, I think, yeah, is yeah. what you need to do. You just need to walk around and explore and maybe not yeah. have any specific so, goal in mind. That, that I think, is where this game shines because it truly feels like you can just travel and happen upon an adventure. And all the different like types of, of, of geographic formations and landmarks. You, know, you have the desert. I mean, the desert's okay, but you have desert, you have foothills, you have mountains, you have that huge gorge where all like the Hillian like, ruins are in. That's really cool. You have the... You have the coast you have the island you have that huge weird prison thing off the coast the big cube prison yeah. that's really cool um you have obviously the lost woods you have you know everything you have the great plains you have everything that's north of like hyrule castle and everything um it's just it's just a cool thing it's just a cool world to walk around in like divorced from we can argue about how the 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 climbing isn't fun or like the map design's bad or the combat's rote but I just feel like being in that world, especially what Zelda games have been in the past, where it's just been a very straight line. This is Hyrule Castle. This is Kakiro Village. This is the fight with Ganon. This is Water Temple. I feel like this this game feels so much more open and just different than that. So if, if the game was just me as Link walking around and climbing shit, that would have been fine too. But, you know... Obviously, like the 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 other systems that are in place aren't working with with you, and I I can agree that like this the weather system is can be antagonistic, yeah, and not fun. But everyone's got fair and good opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> I think I think it was Sam's opinion the most that that rubbed me the wrong way because I think I mean he eventually played some of it, but it was it felt like a too cool for school kind of scenario. Um, not not trying to give give anyone shit, but you know, I think just because you, Sam and Moman, felt so differently about it, I think there was like we need to we need to figure this. We need to we need to come together, and we need to just we just sit, one hold hands, and figure out why. Right. So so the reason this isn't like a good Zelda game to me is because it's not Shadow of the Colossus, and that's like a totally <laughs> subjective opinion. Right. Yeah. And okay. I and and when you said that that that. That locked a lot of things in yeah. place for me. Yeah. Um, but like, and, and I can agree. I'm sure there's someone out there that loves Skyward Sword. They're wrong, but they're, <laughs> it's. Have you begun to see the arguments that no Skyward Sword was actually pretty good? No, I know. Come out like it's starting to happen. Yeah. I think Skyward Sword <laughs> would be a good game if they took all the motion controls out. Yes, I would. Well, yeah. okay. I, well, there's motion controls in this that are kind of bullshit. Yeah, but there are motion controls in Odyssey. They're also kind of bullshit, but you can ignore them. Right. I hate the fucking when you have to tilt the tablet 
You that to tilt sucks the thing a lot. you're looking at to the shrine puzzles. It's like a little, it's a little ball puzzle. Yeah, yeah. you have to roll the thing around. And that that one sucks a lot. I will say though, using it for aiming is the best. I hate it for aiming, dude. That is yeah, the, but you play Splatoon with the 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 motion control. That is so. the one thing that can make like a, a, a gamepad shooter work on the same level as a keyboard and mouse shooter. <laughs> You've got me. that fine tuning going I on. I, I think know. you you probably need like. 80 plus hours invested in that interface for that to work at all because for me it's just like steam controller diehards it worked for me almost immediately i love it do you have a steam controller have you ever used one uh i actually do own it but i have never used it It as motion controls doesn't like it has not come out of the box that's funny (laughs) mason swore by it for playing mgs5 because you can aim around what he would do is he would aim with like the 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 touchpad the touchpad just to get on the body, like center mass, and then he would snap the controller up to get it to have it on their head. Yeah, that's what I did for uh, Breath of the Wild. It was just like you can use like the stick for gross aiming and then fine aiming, and you can just like flick headshots. It just makes me nervous. Like I feel like the 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 motion controls are gonna override my 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 con- my controller controls. I don't know. Well, I'm- it's also like so like also I probably hold controllers differently than you. Like like I said, like I'm I'm I'm. I'm holding a PS2 remote. I'm not grasping it. Right. I think it's the same thing where like if I'm holding the the switch controller, like I don't have like a super hard grasp on it. So like if I'm moving it to like aim, then the my grip on the actual like aiming stick is gonna be all fucked up. Right. All right, how much more are you gonna play with it? Uh I guess I'll try and beat Ganon. With your one stamina wheel and your three hearts, yeah. nice. That's so far, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, I was gonna fight a Lionel or whatever, Ooh. but um, I just walked past it. <laughs> hey, but I fought in a lot hey. of like moblins and lizard alphos and bacoblins. Oh, bacoblins are toast. Like bacoblins, I could. So moblins day. are the big ones, right? Always yeah. get them mixed up. Yeah. 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 Okay. Goblins are big guys. Lizalfos are the lizards. Right, right, right. I hate um, them. I hate the electric ones. Yeah, I fought. So I fought like a Lionel, like for like a minute, and I was just like, "This is ridiculous," because like they're basically just like damage sponges. Unless I'm sure there's like some goofy way to take care of them or whatever. Shoot them in the head. Um, stuns them. So have you ever tried? Have you tried riding a horse yet? No. You can ride the Lionels. That's sort of the big thing that people use to beat them. Is there's certain frames where if you hit them in the head, they're stunned. Mm. You just run up to them, and then you mount them like you would a horse, and then you can just wail on them. I just discovered a flurry rush. Oh yeah, and that just like destroys everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I flurry rushed one of them, and it was just like, you can't see how much damage that took off. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're wait, do they dense? They don't have health bars. They do. Well, they do. It but would just be like that's like, how little. Yeah. With like my most powerful <laughs> like, your tree branch, crazy. So like right now I have like all these crazy like uh, warriors gear and Hyrule gear and stuff. There you go. Is that from the castle? Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you if you're brave enough to explore it, that castle has a lot of. Like, yeah, I'm not really. I'm not like so. Tyler drops. was just like I just climbed up the t- castle with one wheel of sand. Like, yeah, right, Tyler. <laughs> I call shenanigans. I play games. Uh, so I'm I like got in like on the basement and like went through the dungeons and stuff and like I'm I feel like I'm pretty close to the actual proper castle at this point. That, that castle is pretty labyrinthine. It's a good cat. It's a I really thing. like it. Like that's like 
So I think like why I'm just like not interested in the rest of it is like there's no level design. Like there's some puzzle design in the shrines and then everything else is open world. And there's probably like a lot of like nice things where like, oh, I can come at this from different angles. There's some but, level design. I would argue there's some nooks and crannies in there. Like if you go to the coast or go to the canyon, there's some cool stuff. Yeah. I really but like that. Does any of it get near the castle? Mm. Uh, I... Like in terms of like density, yeah. Now, oh, there's the the ye- oh no, that's pretty short. Nah, nothing, nothing quite like the castle, but still some neat stuff to check out. I don't know. I mean, the castle is like a bunch of roadways and a bunch of tunnels, right? But then there's also like big expansive rooms and like it. It does actually mesh there's together some, like, as a cool, castle like, pretty well. Storytelling through level design going on. That too, yeah. And Just actual like- storytelling. There's like a book you can pick up. He just likes it because it looks like Dark Souls. Yeah. Bunch of, pretty much. <laughs> Bunch of ruinous castle. Yeah. I mean, that is always like my favorite level in a Dark Souls game. The um I never went through any of like the basement. I I I I went overhead. It was pretty fun. And then you get into that one room, that like little like parlor looking thing, and then the door is shut and Lionel's in there. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I haven't played this game in months. So was that uh, sort of like an outside sort of thing? Yeah, there's like yeah, a like, house. Like a gazebo yeah, looking thing. That's where I'm like, I'm a little bit past that. Okay. It's really weird the way to get, I don't know if there are multiple ways to get into the room with Ganon. Yeah, but like there the, are. Oh, okay. The one I came into, it just looked like, like it was like the maintenance workers like side room. It was like, <laughs> do, 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 like do, do, Pushing <laughs> a broom and then all of a sudden. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's a, there's a, I mean, you watch speedrunners do it, and they just sort of climb up the left side of the castle and ignore everything else. You know, they just they're they're like suddenly just like boop, like right they're on just said the front door. So many turrets, though. Holy shit! There's lots of turrets. I was like getting like flanked by multiple ones, and they were all drawing a bead on me. And it it was... helps to. I found it like probably the most helpful thing you can get actually going to the castle is the Zora armor that lets you swim up waterfalls because there's uh, so many right. of those leading up to the thing. You could just practically swim your way. I have there. that. Yeah, hmm. I'm like really paranoid about missing something in the castle. That's how I feel like I know I'm having fun. Is like mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I'm already like. So I I got to that Lionel point, and then I was like, but there were like three other branches I hadn't been down. So I went back and like did all of them. I was I was kind of the opposite because I just finished the the wind, uh, boss and the divine beast and the camel divine beast, and I that fight pissed me off. I was like, I just want to beat this game. <laughs> I don't care. And then, like, the Ganon fight is, like, impossibly hard for me because I'm not good at games. <laughs> uh, and I was like, uh, I'll come back to this game maybe sometime later. Yeah. Possibly not. <laughs> the The combat, like, I'm, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on it, and it's, like, not terrible. I don't, I don't know if I like it, but it's, like, serviceable enough that, like, fights are kind of fun. It's like still really like unresponsive to me, but like that might just be like I don't understand why things aren't are being unresponsive. But there's a lot of like things where I'm just like I don't understand why that didn't happen. It's kind of like if I forget because I forgot everything, the combat became very shallow, and I was just whacking on stuff. Yeah. And as soon as I remember, I was like, oh, I can do the the flurry rush or the the parry yeah. and stuff. I was like, oh, I can do so much more with this, but. That stuff's really easy to pull off, but I I feel like the no, it's anim- not not for me. Well, the anime like so I think like the so in Dark Souls lingo the parry windows are like really really wide, 
but the animation wasn't like created to facilitate that. Oh, it doesn't mm. telegraph. Yeah, when where the window is. I mean, like they telegraph their attacks, but in a way that like makes you like it's able to dodge easily, but it's not able to parry easily. Like they'll like do something, and you're like, I know I need to get away from them, but you don't know exactly when they're gonna swing their weapon, or they swing their weapon like way ahead of time. The, yeah, the feats of strength robots always so hard to properly read when they were gonna hit so i could parry or flurry rush Mm -hmm. that was always frustrating to me the one i did was like very easy yeah they do like the whole like spin the weapon yeah Yeah. but it like but (laughs) but they're like drawing the sword and then like articulating their wrist is all done with the same animation speed right but then when they go to swipe they hold for an extra second that's Uh, not done in the rest of the animation procedure so I always mismeasure it because I go and then hold and then they hit. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta wait for that extra second. I just gotta stop fucking up. <laughs> just need to get good. Can you do? Can you beat those uh, big things? The, the guardian thing. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna take it, you a long time. Yeah, it it they're also damage sponges. Um, okay. but getting There's like specialty weapons to. Take them right. Uh, there's there's eventually you get like well you fought one of the the mini ones. You already know like the concept yeah, yeah, of the yeah. ancient blue glowy weapons. There's yeah. super powerful ones you can get later that will tear them apart. Also um, he also, the master sword. If you uh parry their laser, their big laser attack, if you do a perfect parry on that, you reflect it right back at them. And uh. on fully functional ones, it's like a third of their health. But on the broken ones that are just sitting in the ground shooting at you, it's like they're dead. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. And that's what you have to do for Ganon. Yes. You have to do that for his final form. Uh, because yeah. he has invincibility frames the rest of the time. And there's like three frames of him when he shoots his laser because he has like one mounted on his arm. Uh-huh. The Ganon model freaks me out also. It's like nothing. Not. I was just expecting like Ganondorf to show up and be like, all right, let's go. It's a cool fight. <laughs> uh, yeah. But he has like one of the Guardian lasers mounted on him and it charges up and shoots and in the time that he shoots it, he loses his invincibility, mm-hmm. and so you have to parry it. Or flurry rush, depending on what kind of attack he does. Yeah. You just got to get him out of invincibility. That wasn't a fun fight. I liked it. That fight was fun. The one that came after it was boring. Oh, the one but... where he's like flying through the sky? No. When you have to shoot him? I'm not going to spoil it for Will. The one where Walt <laughs> Disney shows up and you have to fight him? Mecha Hitler comes in. I mean, the good news is I don't think you're right at all. So, <laughs> good. <laughs> I don't think. But yeah, my my wrap up yet. of Zelda is it's way worse in places I thought it would be bad, and way better in places I thought it would be good. So cool. Bouncing out net zero. Yeah. Good job, <laughs> Zelda. It's a, it's an okay game. I don't I don't like it for the same reasons I think a lot of people like it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I think that's you with most games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And nothing else? Uh, No. No? Nothing? What, what about Dwarf Fortress? How's Ace? Yeah, he's dead. He's probably dead. I don't know. <laughs> he's probably dead. Wait, is it like Animal Crossing where it's like it keeps no running? In the ba- I've, never, I've never returned to a Dwarf Fortress game before. <laughs> I need to get back. I need to know. I need to know the conclusion of the... Fortress somewhere has lost its god and it's just yeah. like... <laughs> oh! <laughs> everything's falling to shit. And they're just like, well, he was... Pretty shitty at this anyway. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Tom Nook moved in. Yeah. Started charging everyone. Man. Tom Nook would make a killing in a Dwarf Fortress. I did uh, 
go to Cancun, I guess. Oh, right. You went on your honeymoon. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, Felix and I were talking about I, uh Yeah, I went... Uh, let's see. I'll try and sum it all up. I uh, went swimming in the, the ocean. Uh, I went uh, downtown. I went. I climbed the largest pyramid in the Yucatan. Okay. I swam in a cave. Uh, I saw one of the most uh, important... Uh, religious temples to the mayans i saw a bunch of lizards i saw some crocodiles i saw a pelican multiple times this nice. way like the same pelican yeah but you just kept showing up he was at our like breakfast spot nice they i think they feed him because it's like a tourist thing flat down is <laughs> like what's up will he just like flies up and he's like ah, ah. <laughs> like i don't have anything for you and he's God. like ah. goddamn shoobies <laughs> But yeah, um, uh, it was really great. Yeah, elephants are silly. Is that your first time in Mexico? Yeah, cool. It was gorgeous. You like it? Yeah, I like the pictures Julie were ta- was taking. <laughs> like the picture she had of her standing in front of the temple, like going up the steep steps. She's just like ah, <laughs> like very concerned about how yeah. many steps she had just had to take. There were a lot of steps on that. <laughs> how big is the platform at the top? Is it like super small? Uh. I would say it's some probably kid, like, fall down it? it's probably like twice the size of this room. Oh, okay, that's that's bigger than I figured it'd be. I figured it'd be like the size of like the the rug. Yeah, there were like maybe like well, so like walking area. I'd say it's probably about the size of this room, but there's like a little thing in in the middle that you're not allowed to climb on or go into. Okay, it's sacred. Yeah, is it really sacred? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> sure. If you actually stepped into it, would it like an ancient Mayan demon? Yeah, step out. You, like, a pool of blood would form, and a big tower would rise out of it, and you'd have a bunch of homework to do. Sounds about right. Okay, is that a Dark Tower reference? What? That's a Zelda Breath of the Wind reference. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm with you now. Are you calling your breath? Are you doing that to piss off Dylan? <laughs> That's not gonna bother me. I don't care. Batwa, Batwa, Batwa. <laughs> the um. That's cool. Boda I'm one. glad you had a good honeymoon. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Boda W. Sorry, I'm still on that. Go ahead. <laughs> Boda W. <laughs> Let's go down to B dubs. Bot dubs. Bot dubs. Bot dubs. Uh, do you guys Zelda- what? Hmm? Huh? Sorry, Zelda bot dubs was. Go ahead. <laughs> it's cracking me up. That's all. The uh, you guys want to hear what I've been playing? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I haven't gotten back to Horizon, like I said. Okay. I've been playing a lot of Gungeon still. I almost beat the final boss. Ooh. The final boss, the Elder Dragon, I almost beat. Um, but you need a special weapon, I think, in order to to, to kill it. What? Uh, I How think. How does that work? All the guns are random, right? So, well, so, when you get to the final final floor, the forge, there's no, uh, there's no shopkeeper down there. There's just this woman, um who is like hammering on an anvil and she still has like the regular items you can buy at the shopkeepers in the higher levels. But she goes, um, it's like, Oh, I haven't seen you around here before. It's like, what are you trying to do? And like the, the protagonist, because there's like multiple characters you can choose from, but the protagonist's ultimate goal is to find a gun to kill the past is like their goal. And every time you die, a clock appears like a, like a very ornate looking like timepiece. And then like the, the hands on it spin backwards very rapidly. And then it like lands on a certain time and then it disappears and your character dies. So it's like the between the time of you getting your final um health lost and like 
the character collapsing dead, there's this there's this timepiece that shows up in Spin. So there's like there's some sort of like narrative thread here about you trying to kill the past by finding the ultimate gun and you descending through the gungeon over and over again. So you tell this person, I want to build a gun to kill the past. And she's like, okay, you need to find me these items. And they're found. You buy them, or at least the one I see, the first one you buy from the shopkeeper. And it randomly appears um, in the shopkeeper. And it's like 100, 150 shell casings, which is the currency. Um, but So the first item is called the Prime Primer, um, which is like the revolver slot for the gun. And then there's like a, a shard of like the ancient lead god or something, which is like the the thing that she'll make the bullet out of and like two other items, right? Um, so you have to... So every time you find one of these items, you can... So like for the prime primer, I buy it from the shopkeep and then I have to bring it back down to her, right? And you do this through multiple runs because she says you bring this to me through multiple lifetimes, and so mm-hmm. every time you get an item, you bring it to her. And I assume, like, once you bring her the first item, then the subsequent item shows up in the gungeon. And then you find that one, you bring that one to her. And then once you've brought all the items to her, she'll build you a gun that can kill the past. And then I think then you can uh, kill the Elder Dragon. But I had, man, fucking, I had the best goddamn gear i i got the hornet gun so it's this it's gun that shoots hornet missiles but instead of them being missiles they're bees and mm-hmm. when it hits an enemy it explodes out into bees but i also got the the passive ability that gives you wide bullets so these bees are like fucking ginormous and they're just hitting the dragon and they blow up into a dozen other bees and then all the bees also hit them and i kept hitting him again and again and again i got all of his health gone and then he just he wouldn't die like he turns gray which I don't know if that's like an indicator that like he's he he you need to find the gun that kills the past to to mm. kill him. Yeah, I was almost there, man. Dang, almost there. But now I I gotta. I guess you would probably have to die at least twice. Yeah, I mean in the same. Well, no, you'd have to die at least five times okay. to build each part of the gun. Right, right. And then to to fight the dragon. Interesting. Um, or you can just carry an eggplant with you the whole way down. Spelunky reference. Oh, move on. <laughs> I don't like Spelunky. So. Okay. Um, I'm a Rogue Legacy guy. So the, so there's a lot in this that reminds me of, of Rogue Legacy. Like multiple. Oh, yeah, 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 there's yeah, definitely yeah. a lot of that. And then that. Um, yeah. So I so still playing that. Um, also been playing. Uh, so so Giant Bomb's doing a Sims Four, not playthrough. They're doing a special where they made all of the the staff members and they're going to kill them off one by one, but they have like a randomizer. It's like, this is how they're going to die. Uh, so I've been watching that. I was like, fuck man, fucking Sims, man, I need some Sims. So I bought the Sims four, and it's like two or three years old, still 40 bucks. Yeah. I mean, of course it is. Cause it's on origin, but and like all the DLC for it too. You got to get it's, I didn't buy any DLC. I just bought it. Should have just gotten door fortress. You know, I need some, passable UI <laughs> that I don't have to install via mods but I've been playing been playing some Sims uh, 4 made my my bachelor his name's Otto Otto McCracken nice uh, he's been he's been living He's he wants to be a painter so he's working on the artistic track he okay. makes, makes paintings a lot while at home he has a very nice furnished house uh, he's trying to uh, to woo this woman summer holiday uh, they've been they've gone on on two dates the uh, the first date uh, went really well. And then the second date, he tried to hold her hand, and now she hates him. 
and it, it sounds was, terrible. It was at that point where I realized, oh, I remember why I don't like The Sims. <laughs> or I know why I always hit that point why I no longer want to play The Sims. It's because their AI makes no goddamn sense. It's all just like random dice rolls on right. like whether or not that would work or not. Exactly. So I was just like, man, fucking. And then I got like bored of like how slow he was like bringing money in because he's like only like halfway up the career ladder with the 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 painter yeah, track. Yeah, he's a painter, Dylan. And I was like, all right, we're fucking open cheats, Rosebud. Let's get some money in here. <laughs> Motherload. <laughs> uh, Those games are always like so fun for 15 minutes after you cheat. Oh, yeah. And then you're just like, well, I'm just going to give him, I'm going to make a nice bit. Well, the the building customization stuff is nuts now. Like you can make mm. like, so you can customize your roof now. Like you can put like this specific sightings you can make the shape of the roof however you want you can have no roof if you want to be super postmodernist. you can have a basement now so then you draw out a basement and you can make a basement whatever you want it's you can you can rotate any object on eight axes so you can face any of the cardinal directions but it can also be on a diagonal and mm-hmm. that's super cool having a ball making my little dollhouse but God damn it, do the social aspects of this game kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I've been playing that and uh I don't know. I I should see I should see I should live out Otto's life. To see what it is. Maybe he'll be a You mean a, like in real life? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'm going to quit my job, I'm going to become a painter. No, I mean I I should see You're I should put in the cheat code, get a million bucks. <laughs> God if only. What what terminal do I type it into? <laughs> The uh no I'll, I'll probably I'll probably I think it's called an ATM. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably live out Otto's the rest of Otto's life. I'll probably play through the rest of his life until he drowns tragically him. in a hot tubbing <laughs> until accident. I, until I delete the, the ladder from the swimming pool, <laughs> he just has to tread water until he dies. Until he unfortunately gets trapped between four slots of white picket fence and can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> Until I fill, fill the kitchen with eight ovens, three fireplaces, and then also 12 wooden chairs. <laughs> then I delete the, the smoke detector. I can't remember if it was like three or... or there was one game where um, the, the picket fences counted as like a solid wall. And so you could you could just build up like a tower of fences around one sim, and then they'd eventually just drown in their own urine. (laughs) 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 You're just seeing it slowly like build up. Yeah, yeah. The um, you can do a lot of stuff with. Yeah, you can make fences. You can also make uh walls, half walls, quarter walls. Um, you can determine the height of like the exterior walls. Mm -hmm. So like they can be super like really tall walls, or and then you can also add a foundation. Um, and then you have to have, have a foundation in order to build like a deck onto your property. A lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Sims is still good. I, I think I hear better stories about it than I would ever get from playing it. I don't know. I enjoyed it. There's, I love the one of like the giant hedge maze the guy built outside of the one about outside of his Sims house. Right. Like extra small house, just bed, kitchen, toilet, right? And one room. And then the front door opens into a, a spiraling, it's not even a maze, it's just a spiral of hedge. And so he wakes up to the sound of, you know, his carpool there. And then <laughs> has to run, run out. <laughs> by the, oh. like, like halfway through the hedge spiral, the car's gone. So he has to walk <laughs> to work. And then like, 
what is it? He gets to work late, has to has to stay late, comes home like you know he he gets home and Miserable. it's already dark, has to go has back to go through, through the spiral. By the time he gets into his home, his alarm rings and his carpool is back outside. <laughs> uh, but then the house lights on fire, but the fireman has to go through the hedge maze. Oh god! <laughs> we're coming! We're coming! We're coming! <laughs> Uh, uh, that's good. That's good stuff. Sims is still good, man. Despite the fact Sims that good. that Maxis is dead now. That's pretty much all I've been playing. Cool. Okay. Um. But we got some hot topics. Like stuff, what? Man. The hottest topics. Well, what do you guys want to talk about? Um. We covered playthrough. We did cover playthrough. Um. um did you want to like super briefly mention that Gaguri got signed? Oh yeah, that was that was funny. Like yeah, that like article a day that, after we recorded that like, podcast. Hey, look at this. That's pretty cool. <laughs> She's with. Uh, She's with Shanghai. Okay. Yeah. Um, not Seoul. No. Okay. Yeah. She's playing for the Dragons. Uh, oh, I just got what we were talking about. <laughs> Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatch League. Overwatch. Yeah. Um, which uh, its second season started up, and it's actually even better than the first. The meta is shifting. You're seeing almost completely different team comps, and the games are a lot closer. Is like, anyone? Every team clearly has practiced a lot more now. Has, has any team this season yet shared a super racist echidna meme yet? Nothing. Nothing like that. Although there was something right before it started of of uh, Blizzard sort of releasing, making public, you know, here our refined code of conduct for the Overwatch League. We're making sure every player knows this now, as opposed to just kind of keeping it locked away. And they released it to the public. Um, how how long is the season? Uh, about a month and a half. And and then it just rolls immediately until the next season. Uh, they get an off week. Um, <laughs> whoa <laughs> slow down there Overwatch League that's way too much time off when do you think we'll get our first popular uh, shitty esports uh, reality TV show oh I don't know as soon as ESPN just kind of I don't know but you don't see any reality shows for like that's true. other sports do you well, it's yeah, I mean, like, that's basically what wait, sports is, are to who, me. Who is the one who tried the the Game Jam reality show? Well, there are multiple yeah. ones, but I mean, the one I I know is the one with uh, Zoe Quinn and Adriel and Jontron was supposed to be there too. I oh, think. was he? Yeah. yeah. Um, I rediscovered that one. Someone someone on Twitter was talking about. I was like, why was there never a Game Jam reality show? That's what Felix of my sent that Polygon article. That's oh one of my god. favorite Polygon articles ever. Oh my god, it's just such a train wreck. Well, it was really weird reading it back then and being like, "Wow, this is really shitty." And then reading it now, and you, you know, I've met Adriel, and I know all the people that were involved in that. You know, I know of them. I know of all of them, and I've met some of them. And it's just like, wow, this is even worse. Yeah, like I couldn't imagine someone coming up to Adriel and being like, "You got to talk about Mountain Dew." Yeah, <laughs> like what? Excuse no. Like, well, also back then, like John Tron was just like the cute chubby YouTube guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then now <laughs> we got a lot more context as to hmm. how those interactions went down. Right. We're that's all the same. That's all the same because there's a second Game Jam show that was like trying to. Oh, I have off. no idea. This was the the this was the uh, Mountain Dew. Yeah. Zoe Quinn. Yeah. And then like and then. Uh, Rami wrote his uh his op-ed for for Polygon 
about that whole thing. Yeah. And it was like, it was actually really interesting because he was like talking about contracts. Like, yeah. How important it is to like verify and read and make sure, you know, you have your contract stuff all straightened out. I would like to see something like that, but not in a shitty way. I think that would be cool. Seeing a game jam, a recorded game jam in that in that way. So they have that thing on like Steam. There was like a uh, oh, super game jam. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the closest you're gonna get. That's true. That's true. But that was like I I haven't watched that. Uh, have you watched that? Watch one episode. The the composer guy for for Gungeon was on it. Yeah, um, because that was also on his business card. It said the super oh, nice. super game jam. Because I guess he did the music for it, and I was like, uh, hmm, never heard of that. That's a cool logo. I've never heard of this before. And then I yeah found it out later. Um. So anyway, anyways, uh, Will, do you want to talk about <laughs> you want to talk about Jeremy Parrish's <laughs> Metal Gear rankings? Yeah, they're wrong. Yeah. All right. So, okay, I'm just going to run through the correct rankings. Wait, well, let's run through his rankings first. Okay. Just so we have we have an idea of how wrong they are. And I'm going to clarify, I don't know how many Dylan's played. I'm guessing not a lot. I've, like, when you say played, do you mean beat or do you mean, like, touched? Uh, I guess touched. I've only ever touched five. Okay. So I have beaten five in Ground Zeroes, and I've touched... Oh, I've also played Ground Zeroes. Okay, and I've played at least a little bit of snake eater and revengeance those that's my only familiarity going into this finding the article we just go to our show notes to find i might give little brief uh interruptions as to <laughs> as, why as that's wrong <laughs> okay okay that's fair um let's see ranking the military so so jeremy Parrish has done multiple of these ranking yeah, lists yeah. like he did the mario one and did What's the other one he did? I don't know. Oh, so he's that guy who's like wrong all the time. Well, it's funny because so this is the former uh, one up editor in chief. Yeah. And he also does retro knots, which I didn't know beforehand um, before when I read the previous ones. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's funny that Polygon kind of posts these articles as like the official yeah. ranking of where it's and, and I think that's done pretty tongue in cheek. Yeah. Where they're pretty well aware of I like, think every time somebody's like, This is wrong, he has a little chuckle. Right. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and but like he gives good reasons for why him personally, the, this is these are his rankings. Yeah. And reading these may be interested in maybe checking out some Metal Gear games. Cause I see some echoes of some stuff Will has said in in, wow. in his, his write ups for these, especially with the prescience of MGS two. Yeah. All right, so this is this is uh, Jeremy's ranking of Metal Gear. Uh, 21, um, Mo- Metal Gear Solid Mobile, which is apparently a, a weird... So MG- why this is not the last game on the list, the correct listing... Because I haven't played it. Is because this came out like before smartphones, but it was like a pretty smartphone quality game. Like it was 3D. It was, it was not bad. No, it came out like with the iPhone, didn't it? Uh, I don't know. No, th- this was pre-iPhone. Oh, this is. Oh, I'm thinking of Metal Gear Solid Touch. Yeah, which yeah. Which was like that. I never played that, so th- that might be the only thing that's correct about his list because I just have no information. All right, so that's 21, which is the bottom of the list. Uh, number 20, Metal Gear, the first game for NES. Uh, 19. So, okay, already bullshit because Metal Gear is better than Snake's Revenge. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Are you an editor-in-chief of a former publication? Yes. 
<laughs> I made a zine. Willzines dot xxx dot zone. Um, nineteen Metal Gear Solid Touch, which is the iOS game. Could be. Um, eighteen MGS four. Wrong. Uh, seventeen Snakes Revenge. Okay, Snakes Revenge better than MGS four. Ha Sixteen MGS Twin Snakes, which is the remake of one. Yeah. For GameCube, the Silicon Knights right. remake. And he he was correct to place that under Metal Gear Solid, but. Uh, fifteen Metal Gear Acid, the first one. Okay, PSP. That's not too bad. Fourteen MGS Two Sons of Liberty. Oh come on, dude! So is this the remake of two, or is this the? He original doesn't even version? acknowledge. There was no real remake. There was just kind of like the, what we would probably call the Game of the Year edition. And what was that one called? Substance. Substance. Okay, so it's MGS Two Sons of so, Liberty. Yeah. MGS Two Substance. Yeah. Um, 13 Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops. Mm, that's an okay place. Uh, if everything else wasn't wrong, <laughs> then I would be okay with that. Inverted the yeah. list. Um, 12 Metal Gear Acid 2. Yeah, see, that's okay. So this is kind of like a no man's land yeah. here in the center. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 11 Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, which is the original version of, of right. MGS3. Yeah. Uh, so spoiler alert, he put MGS3 subsistence at number one. I can give you that subsistence is more accessible, and I'll even give you that it has bonus points above three just because it contains uh, translated versions of the MSX games. It's a great thing, but to have this big of a gap between it, I think he... Well, I think he made a pretty solid argument saying that the camera controls in Snake Eater are pretty bad. The, okay, here's the thing. Because they're, they're, they're MGS 1 and 2 style camera controls for like a more traditional, well, it's, a more modern third-person stealth shooter, right? So this Metal Gear Solid 3, I think, benefits from the top-down facing north camera more than any other Metal Gear Solid game. Hmm. Because the game is a very linear trek north, and it's through some like pretty wildernessy areas, and so I think if you were to like look at play times, I would bet that people's play times would differ drastically because you watch people playing three subsistence, and they're just like wandering around in circles because they're just panning the camera around, and it's all woods, whereas the original. The camera, it's still very, like, serviceable, but it's always, like, funneling you to the next area. Interesting. Interesting. I, I mean, I, but I think I would, I think I would prefer the, the free camera look, though. But I, I see how the level yeah. design plays into the camera choice. Yeah. Um, so that was 11, MGS3 Snake Eater. Number 10, MGS VR Missions. Uh, which was, what was this for? Oh, it was like an offshoot of yeah. So that MGS was one Metal Gear Solid One, the Japanese version released with like a ton of VR missions, and the American release basically used VR missions as like a tutorial, um, which is kind of cool because that's how like they use it in universe. Uh, but 
the VR missions disc is like some of the best MGS content. So you okay with 10? Maybe it should be higher. It should be higher. Uh, this one I'm kind of offended by, even though I've never touched this game. And Metal Gear Rising Revengeance at number nine. That's okay. What is? Do you feel like it just should well, be higher or lower? I feel like it should be higher because I feel like Rising is like the only M- Metal Gear game I can look at and be like, okay, this one is not taking itself seriously. Like in the way, like this one is fully committed to jumping the shark every sense you have raiden running up a metal gear and slicing it in half you have him fighting a u.s senator yeah like you're he's pulling spines out for health bonuses like it's it's committed to whatever shtick metal gear solid never fully committed itself i would say that's literally like one ladder lung ladder rung higher than how crazy metal gear solid gets I mean, Metal Gear Solid gets crazy, but it doesn't. It's too self serious for me. Right. If it, if it, like the, you know, Johnny shitting his pants wouldn't be that big of a deal if everyone else in the room was just like, wasn't like, I'm so sneak. I can go into how Johnny shitting his pants is amazing, but we'll we'll continue. We'll keep this brisk. Um, number eight, Ghost Babble. Metal Gear Solid Ghost nice. Babel, yeah. which is the Game Boy Color. I never knew about this until I read this article. Great game. Game Boy Color adaptation of MGS1. Uh, it's not really... It's it's a totally separate game. It just has a lot of the... like. So if you go back and play Metal Gear 2 for the MSX, you would be like very surprised at how many of the mechanics of Metal Gear Solid and Solid 2 were like already present in 2D games. Okay. And Ghost Babel is kind of like that. Okay. But this one, I feel like I'm the most interested in playing. Say a a more modern, like obviously a Game Boy. Yeah. Color. Like this came out in 2000. Like, but a more modern Metal Gear game. Yeah. But for a Game Boy Color, I also just love Game Boy Color ports of games. <laughs> just because you remember how that was a thing. Yeah. For like like every Toy Story game. Racing on Game Boy Color. Or even just like the actual like Toy Story like film game like we got to make the Game Boy Color version because we got to yeah. sell on that platform too like I you know I was a big Lego Island fan and so I had Lego Island two for PC which never ran on my PCs because it, my PCs were garbage <laughs> but I had the Game Boy Color version which was like a I mean the same basic plot was there but so many different things were adapted yeah um to it. It was just, it just felt like this whole, there's a whole like trading card collection thing. We should play that game. It's a really fucking good game. <laughs> you might not agree, but goddamn, every person has a different colored uh, uh, speech box. Uh-huh. It's a great ass game. It's a great ass game. I could play that game like in my sleep. I played through it so many times. Oh my God. Uh, and then, but that was different than the Game Boy Advance version of Lego Island 2 because <laughs> this was like around the time where people were like migrating from Game Boy yeah. Color to, to GBA. Um, Number seven, MGS5, Ground Zeroes. Uh, so wait a second. Phantom Pain is above Ground Zeroes? You not agree? No. Wait, why? Because Ground Zeroes is amazing. But Phantom Pain is just Ground Zeroes, but more. No, Phantom Pain is Ground Zeroes with less level design and bigger. I, Knowing what I know of Will and his predilections, I'm not surprised by the way of this term. Yeah, like that's definitely a Will opinion. Yeah, I, must, I respect it, but disagree. Uh, number six, Metal Gear for the MSX. 
Nice. Uh, it's okay. Number five, Peace Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think Peace Walker should also go above Phantom Pain. Okay. Peace Walker is also the one I've played the least of, so maybe it gets super shitty. But Do you have a PSP? Yeah. Okay. Uh, four, Metal Gear 2. Nice. Solid Snake for the MSX. That deserves top five, definitely. Number three, uh, Metal Gear Solid 1. I'm glad that was up there. Number two, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. That's wrong. <laughs> and then top choice, Metal Gear Solid 3, Subsistence, which is the redesigned one with the... I think Metal Gear Solid 3, controls. like for... For like people that are into Metal Gear, but like not way into Metal Gear, I think three is always going to be number one because it was just the most most three grounded. Subsistence was like, well, I wouldn't even say grounded. Like that game's not grounded at all. Okay, but it's just like feels the most like um, it delivered really big when it came out. Yeah, that was um, a big jump, right? That was those PS2 originally. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could see you could see his face. Yeah. Well, Metal Gear Solid 2 had some crazy good graphics when it came out. Um, but like Metal Gear Solid really delivered. Metal Gear Solid 2. I feel like Metal Gear Solid 2, if you were like into the meta, would be your favorite Metal Gear because it's basically like Metal Gear fans are idiots. And let me show you why. <laughs> Uh, well, that was the whole thing, right? It was like the whole like pre pre release campaign was like you're gonna play as Snake, and then like you don't actually play as Snake, you just play as Raiden. Yeah. So okay, here's the correct list of Metal Gear games. And you go bottom top, top to bottom, bottom top, bottom top. All right, right. I'm gonna go through the first uh, nine real quick. Snake's Revenge, worst Metal Gear game. Metal Gear NES. Look, it was okay, but it was shitty. It was like basically they were like, "Hey, Kojima, you made a cool game. We're gonna ruin it for you." Metal Gear Mobile. All right, so it doesn't deserve last on its list, but it's still pretty bad. Uh, the first Metal Gear Acid. You know, now we're getting into the realm of games that I really like. And this just goes to show you how much I like Metal Gear because we're on number sixteen. The next one, Portable Ops, had some really cool things, but didn't really. I feel like they were experimenting, getting their toes wet into what a Metal Gear handheld game right. should be. Uh-huh. Didn't quite make it. Twin Snakes, come on, get out of here. Metal Gear Acid 2, starting to get better. Metal Gear for MSX, great game. Uh, I think Ghost Babble tops it. That's really funny. That's really interesting because the way you talked about Ghost Babble in the Slack made me think, it was like, all right, that's got to be like top five for Will. I mean... All of these games, all of the next... Right, right. You're saying like like the jump between each one of these is like a millimeter. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like pretty much when we get to like Metal Gear, like Portable Ops, it's basically like tough decisions. That's a really hard thing with like numeric rankings because it's never, it's not like, yeah. you can't feel like the, the gauge between the gaps between things. So you yeah. always think it's like one to one, like the distance between two... Two and one is the same as the distance between two and three. Yeah. Which it might not be the case. No. Um, I want to see, I want you to make like a spectrum one. <laughs> yeah. Like just, make a really gradient, just make a gradient bar. And it would then like be, put, uh, what put is, put is that logarithmic? <laughs> Where it's just like boop, yeah, yeah. a mile later, boop, yeah. and then half a mile. Yeah. So at number 10, I've got MGS4. Okay. I love the game, but it's basically like fan service the game. Like Oh yeah. It has a lot of great stuff in it, but it also just is basically like what do fans want to know? 
Uh, then we have Phantom Pain. Great game, but uh, I think this was like in the same sense that like Portable Ops is so low. Like, I think they were trying to be like, oh, we're going to make a game for Western audiences. And then just like, there's some really great stuff in there, but they like, there's absolutely no reason at all that this game needs to be open world. And that's like the crux of the game. So, mm-hmm. Metal Gear Rising at number eight. Okay. Uh, solid, solid, solid ranking game. Great game, really fun, amazing, good take. Uh, you know, uh, looking at my list now, it's the only non. Well, I guess it's canonical, but it's the only like non Kojima canonical game this high up. Uh, the next one we have Peace Walker, which I feel like. So I feel like Phantom Pain was just like, this is Peace Walker for next gen consoles, not handheld. And I think the handheld format fits like if the, the way that Peace Walker was split up into like little missions uh, that weren't like open world, you would just be like, what's the next mission? And then there's an area for you to do your thing. I think that would have fit Phantom Pain like way better. Um, and we got Ground Zeroes, the better one. Uh, number six. Yeah, so this is at number six. This is like, so the reason I think that Ground Zeroes is better than Phantom Pain is because it has super tight level design. Uh, the mood is like nailed perfectly. The mood is like met a few times in Phantom Pain, but like where the entire time you're playing Ground Zeroes, you're like, holy shit, it's just like a couple of peaks during Phantom Pain. Um, Metal Gear 2 for msx really fantastic game way ahead of its time like i think it it was it's really crazy watching people that haven't played it play it because they're just like i can't believe that this old ass game is this dope uh it has like a really good color palette the sprite like work is really good it's just really nice then i have metal gear solid 3 at number four pretty controversial but I mean, at this point, all these games are really great. And you don't make a distinction of substance, no, yeah, I, I consider, subsistence versus Snake Eater. Yeah, I consider them both sort of equally. So, uh, Then we have the VR missions at number three. This is like, if you're into Metal Gear Solid, like the VR missions, I almost want to say is better than the actual game. But I don't think without the original game, they would be as fun. Uh, they make the context you need that what's, yeah and what's really great is the vr missions make the actual game more fun because like you're learning all the different like systems you can interact with uh so then i have metal gear solid at number two great game amazing game super solid it's basically like super solid is funny you mentioned that mm. because number one is metal gear solid 2 a dud it's so good uh Metal Gear Solid 2 is just like the best meta of any Metal Gear Solid game. Uh it has like a pretty good story. Uh I always like it when creators shit on their audience. Yeah. Um It's always a good take. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I got to agree with that. Which is why also like in my mind the Evangelion movies are way better than the series. Um isn't that the Gundam thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Gundam, <laughs> even ri- Rise of the... No, Zone of the Evangelion. You're like 
mixing five different things there. Yep. But yeah, like so Inuyasha. Metal Gear Solid 1 is basically like Kojima being like I am the Michael Bay of this entire uh industry and he nailed it. Better than Michael Bay. <laughs> it's so, the Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 1 is the rock. Yeah, they're the they're equals. They're on equal footing. <laughs> and Metal Gear Solid 2 is like I don't even know. It's like it's like if he just it's like pain and gain. If he just came out with like another like action Michael Bayish type like crazy blockbuster hit, then he that's what his personality like that's how the media would still view him probably. But because of Metal Gear Solid 2, that's where like the whole like Kojima is an auteur thing comes from, mm. which I don't really agree with, but this is a good reason why people consider that. I think I think Kojima should be regarded. I think he should be. You know, he's he's done the work. He's he's made stuff that people like. I don't think I ne- yeah. I never want to take any sort of anything away from Kojima, but I also don't think he's like some. He's not you know the Tennessee Williams of of games, right? He's not the Orson Welles of 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 games, which obviously no yeah. one's making those comparisons. But no, I think he is the Orson Welles of games. You think so? Yeah. You think Metal Gear Solid is a Met- and Metal game? Gear Solid Two was his War of the Worlds on the radio. Well, solid list, right? Right, Alex. Official sure. official Wardcast list. Yeah. <laughs> Rankings of I I definitely agree of Metal Gears. <laughs> well, so. good. I'm good. I'm good. We finally settled that once and yeah. for all. I know which which games to play first. Yep. <laughs> Ghost Babble. <laughs> Start dead center in the list. If way. you like Ghost Babel, I would say if you don't like Ghost Babel, just don't bother with anything else. Anything ever. All right. But with if anything you, ever, just yeah. with life. Yeah. And if you really enjoy it, try Metal Gear 2 on the MSX. Oh, Metal Gear 2. Not Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. It's naming convention, man. Yeah. Well. There's only one thing left. There's only thing one left to speak about. <laughs> so let's talk about it. All right. Well, actually, there's two things on here, but oh. I don't think we're going to get to the second thing. Well, we're not going to figure out a working title for your, your game you're working on today. That's okay. I haven't worked on it in a while. Right. Sorry. Next time, for sure. <laughs> I brought it up. So so the the, the plot thread is still still right. moving. Yeah. Let's talk, about, let's talk about arcade game high scores and Billy Mitchell and oh. how much Will loves oh Billy Mitchell. God. Oh, man. So. So wait, to preface this. Yeah. So we've all seen King of Kong. Yeah. yeah. If you're not familiar, King of Kong, uh, the, the the documentary, it follows Steve Weeby. He tries to to claim the new Donkey Kong Is it high score. Weeby? Huh? I thought it was like Wybe or something. That's, it's pronounced Weeby in the documentary. Yeah. All right, never mind. Never mind. Go ahead. Um, trying to knock uh, Billy Mitchell from his from his altar. He has the highest Donkey Kong high score, and Steve Weeby is trying to yeah. claim the new high score. Right. Which is interesting now because I when that movie come out? That movie came out when G four is still a thing because I remember watching like Attack of the Show yeah. and they were talking yeah. about it. That movie wow. came out when I had Metal Gear Mobile on my NV two. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right, so that dates it. Um, someone brought up how since the time that 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 film has come out, there have been like five new Donkey Kong high scores yeah. that have beaten the scores that Steve Weeby and Billy Mitchell put up. So it's so it's obviously there's still more to be had with Donkey Kong. Yeah. But uh anecdote for me, when I first saw trailers for The King of Kong, I uh I watched it, right? And you see, you know, you see Walter Day and you see Billy Mitchell and you see Steve Weeby. 
And I was like, man, this looks like the funniest mockumentary I yeah. have ever seen. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. I thought that up until 10 minutes into that movie where I was like, everyone's still playing this super straight. Like there's no, there's no hint. There's yeah. no like turn of like, you know, it's not like American Vandal where it's like, okay, you know, here's the part when they reveal like he got expelled because he drew dicks on the cars like that. Okay. Th- that's the turn that lets you know this is a right. joke. There was none of that. Yeah. And I was like, what? That man's hair can't be real. It was a choice. <laughs> like, that can't be, like, it's, it's not like the fact that it's long, it's the fact that it's long and it's like molded in place. Yeah. And I was like, this, no, this can't be real. Yeah. And it is real. But, uh, Steve Weeby's baby in the background, like yelling at him while he's trying to beat the high school. Yo, Dad! Him, him drawing the best part is him drawing like freaking like Mark Zuckerberg drawing like the programs for Facebook. It's him drawing like the jumps for Jumpman on the Donkey Kong screen. Yeah, but so apparently uh, Billy Mitchell's uh, he he did bad. He's a big cheater. He cheated. Yeah. So, uh, this so. Going back to the very beginning, this starts with Apollo Legend, who is a great name. Yeah, it's a pretty good name. That's the guy that Rocky um, fights, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, and he, then, and then Michael B. Jordan plays his son. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Ado- Adonis Legend. Um, Apollo Legend is the username uh, for a, a speedrun community sort of uh, icon. He's um, more or less been the face of of. Uh, speed running during its heyday, or been one of many faces, but rather just at least one of like the the key guys. And that was the video for. you sent me, right? Like that's right. him narrating and everything. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought um, I thought he was some sort of like he gave me kind of like a game theory vibe of like I he kind of has that. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, Fact checking. There's definitely something going on where like his videos are fairly quick, clickbaity. His thumbnails, his titles. Yeah. He definitely. <laughs> the picture was it Todd Rogers with him with the sunglasses on. There's just like yeah. I clip art all around him. It's like right. Todd Rogers cheated. Yeah, it's it's like he's he's a little weird. Definitely a bit of a drama um, drama magnet, but a uh, drama man. Yeah, um, but very valid detective work going into this. Regardless, yeah, I was um, I was pretty impressed by that that Billy Mitchell one. Yeah, um, he he sort of took it upon himself to analyze. Well, it started with the Billy Mitchell, not the Billy Mitchell, the Todd Rogers video. Where he goes into the fact that this man has like over what like seven hundred Guinness World Record holds the Guinness World Records for most Guinness World Records revolving around like arcade video game high scores. scores yeah. yeah, well, some of his aren't arcade games because like the big one that oh he up, talks about the Atari ones was was a lot. The, that's the one yeah. I saw headlines for is that he cheated in Dragster and Will you are you familiar with any of this yeah stuff yeah, yeah I watched the videos oh right 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 yeah. but like that was the part. Where I was just kind of like, like I I don't know what to make of like the the entity that is Twin Galaxies. Yeah. Like okay, they're like this official body for holding the high scores, but like I don't know. They, obviously, there's something seemed off about it, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, um, they were owned by all these really old white guys who sort of gatekeep this this community of of high score keeping and 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 early early day speed running. But obviously, um, like, so Todd Rogers was, like, involved in both refereeing stuff, and then right. he had access to the Twin Galaxies database, so exactly. he, he tried entering high scores for himself to make him, like, the world champion that, A, weren't even possible, 
called himself the king of video games, by the way. Video game Went king. around with that self-made title. Like God, the part where... Printed f- to his chest. That fucking, that fucking video, that YouTuber who was doing like the nightly show was interviewing Billy Mitchell, and he was oh, like... God. Wouldn't be no PlayStation. Wouldn't, wouldn't be, be no Nintendo. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, what like, the hell? Like, like, oh, Jesus, fuck. Shut up. You're the worst. <laughs> but so the one that came to light for me was that so he cheated on this game called Dragster, mm-hmm. which is just like a drag racing game. And the only thing you do in the game is that you switch gears. Yeah. Right. And so you it's just a drag race. And it's like the, the drag race itself lasts like 15 seconds. And so you're constantly shifting gears to try to have the the top speed, the top speed in the lowest time possible. And <laughs> they did a test. They compared Todd Rogers' score to one that they basically emulated the game and then... Did like a tool assisted. Tool assisted it. Yeah. And the fastest ever possible that you could ever do in that entire game was still slower than the score that Todd Rogers had entered. And just that part, I was just like, dude, really? Like, this isn't even subtle. Yeah. Yeah. The one that I really liked was... Uh, was it the the barn? The, the plane flying through oh, the barn? storming? Yeah. So, like, there's... You have to like rise up, and like every time you pick the plane up, you lose speed. And right. the goal is to get, get like as far to, as possible. You have to dodge obstacles, and then you go back down. And you have to fly through barns, and that right. like increases like your score. And I love the fact that apparently they went through the game's code and made a build where there are no obstacles. You never have to fly up, and thus you never have to lose speed. And they were like, even that one ended up with a slower time than yeah. what you know. My favorite Todd Rogers entered was all the ones where you get scores in like multiples of five or 10 and he's like 3,657. Yeah. <laughs> Not even. And I mean like, and obviously no one back in the day, like I don't know when all of these scores were entered or like when he claimed to have made the scores, but the, uh, uh, obviously it would be a lot harder back then to challenge them than it is now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. now it's like, obviously we have, we can do tool assisted speed runs and, right. and, uh, other sorts of emulation to like see what the absolute perfect 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 best time slash score would be for any of these games but yeah i don't know it was really weird the the billy mitchell one like i never heard of todd rogers but like because i haven't heard of him i mean i haven't heard of him because there's no todd rogers documentary <laughs> but right, right. <laughs> the uh that one i was less surprised by than the billy mitchell one and even the billy mitchell one didn't really surprise me mm-hmm. it was just kind of like i was like okay like I just used the Todd Rogers one because that kind of segues into the Billy Mitchell one. And I mean, like... Well, the Todd Apollo, Rogers one came Apollo out Legend, first. Right. Apollo Legend, like, sort of uses that as his way to, to etch into the to the Billy Mitchell problem. Because yeah. he's got research done on both at this point by the time he publishes the first video. But um, Billy Mitchell's harder to touch. I mean, Todd Rogers even was difficult to, to take down from his pedestal just because, like, Twin Galaxies is this whole collusion of of awful evil people who are sort of disgracing the sport as is i would argue yeah. i feel like walter day has some sort of integrity yeah i feel okay. like walter day yeah. was just, just like i just want to have a place where people can play games and then people take that too seriously yeah, yeah. And he's think- just like stuck in the middle like these are the guys that come over and drink beers with me <laughs> they might be assholes but like if i have to like take away their medals then like I don't know. I feel like Walter Day is in a tough spot. Well, Walter Day's gone. Like he he's not part of Twin Galaxies anymore. Oh, really? Like, so there's there's Man versus Snake, which is the Nibbler, like marathoning yeah. thing, and he's in that. But that vi- 
part like one of the subplots of that is about Walter Day is kind of like oh uh, yeah I'm I'm retiring yeah like this is kind of like not this game but like this this round of of me participating in this stuff is kind of my last hurrah mm-hmm. uh gotcha so I mean I think I mean obviously there's the King of Kong part where they fucking billy mitchell sends in the vhs of him just happening to have a new high score on donkey kong and you can obviously see that there's like the part where like there's like a little glitch on the screen and like it covers up the score uh and all walter day does to verify the scores to call billy mitchell up and just say like is this legit yeah yeah okay (laughs) all right (laughs) so i think i think it's a little bit of like you know which i mean like that that should be good enough yeah, Let's like hold people, ourselves people to a higher standard, but people should have some sort of integrity. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, I I don't blame Walter Day for for any of this stuff. I just feel like, yeah. If anything, just blame the cheaters and the, and the fact that you know Todd Rogers and Billy Mitchell were threatening other you know employees, right. yeah. and, and and withholding money and and just basically saying you know if you blab about this, then you no longer have a future here, and it's. A whole lot of gross stuff. What happening. a ridiculous group of literally grown men, right? <laughs> Which I'm not. I'm not here. I'm not going to like speak of like, oh, how dare you make such a big deal about video game high scores? It's just like, look, if that's if that's yeah, what you want, like if that's what you want to be a part of, it's like the same thing with speedrunners. Like I'm not going to talk shit about people that want to do speedruns or people who want to be streamers or YouTubers or whatever. But Live it's, your life, yeah. But, it's yeah. <laughs> like when you start threatening people's like livelihoods or like yeah, you know careers or like how people regard them the fact that people have found out that fucking billy mitchell's mame emulated like donkey kong playthrough is 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 falsified i don't think his hot sauce empire is going to come crashing down right i think billy mitchell is going to survive another day i mean he's going to obviously kind of be blacklisted a little bit in the public eye but well nothing's happened to billy mitchell yet like that oh yeah he's still out there being like "Mm, it's not not real. Not, no, this yeah. this contest name. Yeah. <laughs> I've never touched name in my life. That fucking part. I was like, come on, dude. Yeah. Um. But, but the part where Apollo, I was about to say Apollo Creed. The part where Apollo Legend like tears down like the frame by frame. Yeah. And the way the how Mame renders Donkey Kong versus the way like the arcade renders it. Like that part was like that's a smoking gun right there. Mm-hmm. Like that's. What the ha- what are you go- what are you gonna say to contest that? Right. Oh, I had a prototype board of uh, Donkey Kong. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I feel like his other investigative part, where is like when they were swapping out the boards for Donkey Kong Junior. We were mm-hmm. talking about. I felt like that had less. It was a little gray. That was a little too blurry footage. Yeah, to, yeah, and that was a little more dramatized for me. But like mm-hmm. the 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 rendering, slowing it down the frame rate. Those videos needed a Fight Club soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, I'm just like saying, like, look, leading into this, he got Todd Rogers taken down. Todd Rogers, right, who's yeah. been there for years, who's had such a grand, uh, a large say in what happens at Twin Galaxies, and has been nigh untouchable. Even though so many speedrunners, so many people in this community have known forever that this man is a dirtbag. Can't think of a good word, but yeah, dirtbag's good. I like dirtbag. Yeah. Um, like. It's <laughs> Like everyone's been aware of it, but like you know, every time they point it out, Twin Galaxies is just like oh ho hum, and you know, shuffles their feet and Whatever. doesn't do anything. Yeah, he's part of the gang, right? You can't. Um, so the fact that that video was able to take him down was sort of what gave Apollo Legend the 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 motive, um, or, or rather the push, rather to attack Billy Mitchell as well. Um, I'm not sure how long he's had this evidence, but that's the big thing. Uh, that Billy Mitchell video, though. 
I, I do hope something happens soon so people can start taking a crack at that high score. I mean, it's like legitimizing it. Yeah. I mean, obviously the way like King Kong was kind of structured, it made Billy Mitchell the bad guy. And then, uh, what was it? Man versus snake. It was more like he was a, he was a side character. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of like an example to like people want to aspire to be him. And also like, you know, he's here to lend support in the arcade community. Yeah. And, and that was always, and when I watched man versus snake, I was kind of like, okay, maybe, maybe, the King of Kong. He's not the evil caricature that he is right, in King he's, of Kong. He's not snidely right. whiplash. But now you see all this stuff. It's like, well, maybe the King of Kong depiction was a little bit more accurate than, yeah. than we gave it credit for. He might have had some more input on the Centipede one where he was just like, maybe. don't portray me like that again. I thought it was oh. interesting when they went to MAGFest and played it, yeah. tried, tried oh, yeah. the, the score there. I remember that. But yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It I thought it was, weird. it's an interesting, like, Obviously, it's not like an aspect of this industry that I, the industry I don't yeah I, it, like I don't pay attention <laughs> to that stuff. Yeah. It's this weird kind of pocket universe that exists by itself, yeah. but always always interesting checking in every once in a while. Yeah, to to see how to see how it's all doing. But yeah, Billy Mitchell, you 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 absolute tool. You done it again, Billy. <laughs> Why you done did what you did? And then you went on that show. Why did you go on that show? If only to supply some of the best cringe material I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Billy Mitchell, a god among men. No PlayStation. No, no Nintendo. Nintendo. I'd kiss your feet. I'd kiss your feet. feet. You know, the, the hypocrites, the snakes out there. The <laughs> I love like the, the guy on his on his keyboard, like doing little stings like every single time he mentions someone saying bad about Billy Mitchell. That was just like the <laughs> saddest. Oh my god. Oh. I like to think if I like did some sort of late show thing, it would be better than that. I would hope. You would hope. I would hope. Do you think he's trying to gun for some kind of Eric Andre character? Or no, because Eric serious? Andre is self-aware. I mean, yeah, but you don't know if that guy, like good satire is totally indistinguishable <laughs> from. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. We should check into that should. YouTube channel. <laughs> See how it's Christ. doing. All right. Uh, well, that was a a action packed episode. That was, was a lot of discussion. Yeah. That was a lot of stuff being talked about. The metal, the metal gears, yeah. and the Zeldas. The we, we learned a lot about Will's preferences for games. Yeah, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> I feel like I understand you better as a person. Good. Yeah. You're not closer now. Rather, you're just closer to me. I'm still yeah. in the same spot. Yeah. He's. Actively trying to get away from you, and you keep <laughs> magnetizing towards him. Alex, here, let me <laughs> learn more. Yeah, the first, the first cartridge I ever owned. Yeah, let so, me tell you about I why I prefer Raiden. Let me tell you about Super Turrican. Yeah. My opinions <laughs> on it. I prefer when they ported Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the arcade game to NES. Personally, <laughs> it was all still the same. Uh, William, where people, where where people. Where people find like you can werewolves. <laughs> where, where people find you can internet. Uh, I guess the internet. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, Twitter. Is that still a thing? At x zero one zero one zero one 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 zero one zero one zero one 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 zero one one zero one zero one one. We can do this literally every time, guys. Zero one zero one zero one one one. Awesome. Yeah. Check out his new game that he hasn't put. 
gifts up. It's yeah. all private. It's all hush hush right now. It's all now. super hush hush. Yeah. I probably I'm gonna I'm trying not to release anything about the game to the public until it's at a certain mm. point. All right. Until it's on that E three stage. Yeah. It's a better plan than I. Till till <laughs> Phil Spencer's like introducing the Will well, Blanton, the new Will Blanton game, ooh. untitled. That would be a good subject to talk about though on a later podcast. Phil Spencer. No, about like Twitter. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds good. Alex. Yes. Where people find you can at my new website. Ooh. Ooh. Reindeer dot games. Whoa. Whoa. Slash com. <laughs> <laughs> slash play slash ground yeah. slash index dot html <laughs> <laughs> slash not slash a slash collectathon. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I've got my new website up. It's I'm gonna go to it now. It's definitely under construction. Um, God so damn it, Alex! You're gonna look at it. It's gonna be a big box. It says under construction, but otherwise, some things are there. I'm gonna look at it, and it's not going to be uh, responsive. Mm, I, actually, there is some. I at least wanted it to. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Um, nice wood grain in the background. Let me see. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I uh, forgot that this was my website. <laughs> <laughs> The picture of a puppy. Yeah. So I've got to find some more time to work on it. Maybe you got a CMS on there. Um, oh, right. Or not. I don't know. Might just work better as a static. Uh, but that is where that is. and That is where that is. And you can find me on the Twitters as well. Um, I now have mm-hmm. a personal Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's at G-H-O-D-A-N underscore. Mm-hmm. And the Brand New Games Twitter. Uh, taking over from its evil twin. Stolen. Whoa! Horribly it stolen. I uh, just he pulled the rug right. Well, filed a lawsuit. <laughs> the, the evil twin was reborn suddenly. I don't know how. I thought I sealed it away in a, in a castle for a thousand. You can years, find the real Brain Deer games at Drain Beer Games <laughs> on Twitter. So he um, had to he had to flee the country. He's now on an oil platform somewhere in the Pacific. Oh, that's a good place to be. Yeah, yeah, it's safe. I've heard working there gets you like filthy rich, but it's it's hard work. You're protected from any sort of nuclear wars as well. Yeah, you it, raise a raise a whole new I mean, nation. You, you basically live there for a I couple can't months. If you guys are talking about Metal Gear, or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you basically like live there for a couple months, but by the end of it, you've made like a couple six figure uh, checks. Yeah, and just yeah. like yeah, you just try to you want to avoid talking to. NASA at all because it might like rope you into the, some stupid like asteroid expedition, some <laughs> stupid shit like that. But uh, wouldn't it be now. easier to train <laughs> astronauts to drill through a no a, no to train no. drillers to be easier. astronauts? <laughs> it's way easier. Let me tell you, Drain Beer Games knows all of this. It's way easier <laughs> to to bring oil drillers and train them to be astronauts in a scant four weeks, and then launch them into space than it would be. <laughs> to show trained career astronauts how to use relatively simple <laughs> drilling equipment. I don't follow your argument, but I believe you because you said it louder than me. This is, this is also the movie where uh, Batman puts a uh, animal cracker in Aerosmith's daughter's vagina. So <laughs> there's a lot of weird stuff you can't explain. <laughs> And with that, we are the Wardcast. Oh, you, you can find this podcast and all our other podcasts at wardhypengames.com. 
Um, you can also find us at Ward Video Games on Twitter. Um, we're also on Caffeine Streaming live every other Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, this okay. has been the 125th episode of Warcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> so happy to be here. All right, Dylan's gonna cry. Uh, so, <laughs> and uh, and that's it. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye, guys.